0: We need to put some hold-on maneuvers.
1: Welcome to the Trek Wars podcast, the one podcast, the only podcast that dares to answer the question, which is better, Star Trek or Star Wars, by going through the entirety of both franchises in chronological release order. I am one of your co-hosts, Kenny Madison.
2: uh, Along with me, uh, as per mostly, is... Aspen Webster, I am the Star Wars fan contingent, and
1: uh, oh, oh my gosh, did someone just blow a little a plastic whistle? No, uh, dare I say, I think I hear someone just yelling whistle whistle <laughs> in the background. Uh, we have host of the Hold the Maneuver podcast and our second guest ever, Mark Vibbert. Uh, Ie, uh, also known as Captain Vibert of the Holdo TLJ dash one two one five one
0: seven. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> sp- sp- special points to anybody that understands all those letters and numbers after Holdo
1: Is that the release date of the Last Jedi? There you go. <laughs> okay.
0: I was like TLJ Last Jedi.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. It's good. I get both uh, points. Good. No. Yeah. Okay. Well,
0: that's fine. Uh, I'll see and- you. Mike sends his regards. Uh, he was dealing with a a, a youngling uh, that was uh, mastering the dark side of the force uh, with trying to uh, take a rest for the the evening.
2: Sorry, and when you say dealing with, you mean like
0: not not in the Anakin way, uh, <laughs> <laughs> more in the Yoda way. Ah. I don't know what the Yoda way is, but it's not the the Anakin
2: way. (laughs) Telling you two separate things, being weird. Okay, got it. (laughs) Look, I think we can all agree that uh,
1: dealing with your emotions Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: letting them run out of control, running Uh amok, can be very difficult. Which is why I think that's a perfect transition to talk about today's episode as we start off a brand new season of Star Trek today. That's right. We're talking about amok time. Versus, of course, Ewoks—the battle for Endor.
2: Well, I'm so pumped. I'm genuinely so pumped for this. It. Uh,
1: look, uh, Mark, look. have you been? You, have you been listening along with us trudging through? It's okay Ewoks if you haven't, been. Androids. It's fine.
2: <laughs> yes. yes oh my am. god. <laughs>
1: I I appreciate that. Uh, and so you can imagine our relief. Uh, hitting uh, a ledge to park on a little bit between the cartoons.
2: Yeah.
0: Wait till uh, you get to the Ewoks cartoons. Oh. Are we I not? mean,
2: the... Oh, the... Wait. Original series cartoons? Yes. <laughs> yes, original series cartoons. I'm like, can we not do them? Can we skip them? But I guess we, we have to. If we did Ewoks, we have to do original series cartoons. Well... <laughs>
1: We'll yeah. Into it whenever we get around to it, but at least the animated series cartoon, the Star Trek the animated series, is kind of like Star Trek. At the same time, concentrated, but somehow expanded. Okay. Like it's simultaneously much shorter and also longer, but also exa- almost exactly the same people are all involved, except for Roddenberry. we'll we'll get
2: aspen we'll get into it it's like it's like the
0: supernatural anime
2: i never watched that but i'm a huge supernatural fan like massive and there was an anime uh yeah yeah.
0: quick quick with that is that jared padalecki did the voice of sam for all the episodes but jensen Ackles only did the voice of of dean for like the first and last episode
2: (laughs) with someone else entirely
0: yeah which i'm like if If Jared had time to do it, wouldn't that mean that Jensen did too? Because when they did that anime, they would have both been working on the same TV show at that time and would have had the same amount of free time.
2: Yeah, right. Maybe Jensen was too busy um, starting breweries here in Austin, Texas and donating to uh, great nonprofits. Jensen Ackles, real (laughs) mensch.
1: Two things. (laughs) Two things. One, how long was a Supernatural anime? Just like a season?
0: yeah, it was, it was like one season, but it was like if you made, I think it was like if you, if you did the first two seasons as like, if you did the first two seasons of the live action show as one season of an anime show.
1: That sounds far more palatable for me. Uh, and two, is this anything like the Bill and Ted animated show where Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter did the voices of Bill and Ted for the first season? And then they got other people later because that's weird that Keanu Reeves and Alex winter, to be fair,
0: not to completely like off track this, this podcast, but Mm. you know what, you know, what really sucks is if uh, you're Ernie Hudson and you try out to do the voice of Winston Zedmore in the real Ghostbusters animated series, and you don't get the part but Arsenio Hall does and you're, and you're like, but, i played the character in the live action movie so shouldn't i also i'm the guy just like
2: (gasps) maybe that's what happened to jensen ackles (laughs) he did a bad job on the anime and they're like get out
0: (laughs) yeah they're like "Uh uh-huh go do go do batman under the red hood
2: right that was yeah he's busy doing batman jensen ackles batman But we're not talking about
0: Batman today. Star Trek, Star Wars.
2: I wish we were talking about Supernatural. (laughs) I love Supernatural so much. (laughs) No, it's okay. I also love Star Wars and Star Trek. Uh,
1: For folks that uh, aren't necessarily playing the home game of Trek Wars and are just listening to it, uh, Aspen, can
2: you give us a plot synopsis of Ewoks, (laughs) the Battle for Endor? You bet I can. Typically, when I read these plot synopses on IMDb, they're like, the Ewoks have to f- help Low Gray get a potion. Oh, at the end. Mm-hmm. This is like content. We're dealing with content. I'm gonna pick, I'm gonna pick um this one <laughs> by uh, Anthony Pereira. Okay. On the forest moon of Endor, the Tawani family are preparing to leave. Remember from Caravan of Courage. Mm-hmm. But now in the beginning of the second venture, Wicket and Sindel tiny cute little girl, must face off against the evil marauders. The marauders capture all the Ewoks and kill Sindel's family, the
3: entire fucking family.
2: The duo isn't at it alone, though. On their journey, they meet Noah, an old hermit who is also looking for a way home, and a small but fast companion, Teek, who I have lots of feelings about. Together, the four friends try to rescue the Ewoks, facing off against a whole army of evil marauders led by King Tarek and a witch named Charol. Charles, Charles. I don't know what names are. I'm um, choosing
1: to pronounce her name
2: Cheryl. Cheryl. Also, this person said, "In a bloodthirsty dragon," which comes up really briefly, and it's not a dragon. It is actually canonically um, a uh, what was? What are they called? A mantucrew, which shows up in an episode of Ewoks. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, yeah, and you know what? Great movie. <laughs>
1: Uh, (laughs) of course uh this was aired after the day after the droids ewoks adventure hour on saturday morning uh aired november 24th 1985 as part of the abc sunday night movie uh written by story by george lucas written by ken and jim wheat and directed by ken and jim wheat who you might be most familiar as the writers of pitch black
2: pitch black can i tell you real quick so um so wilford brimley is noah in this film which i was like is that yes wilford, wilford brimley <laughs> so he apparently did not he hated jim wheat and ken wheat so his no. scenes were actually directed by the production designer
0: <laughs> oh yeah i saw, saw that like, he had to be directed by the like like not the actual
2: director this is like we are not having a great time
1: i did not know that i did not see that in my research i'm so
2: pleased oh yeah i'm not really the researcher
1: aspen
2: great job i just happened to see the trivia part of the imdb listing (laughs) that's
1: crazy that i did not check the trivia part of the imdb (laughs) part instead i looked elsewhere uh amok time aired September 15th, 1967, the first aired episode of the second season of Star Trek the original series uh Aspen put in the put, put in the sound effect of a champagne bottle popping right here at uh, time go uh 3422.
2: Oh, you mean a real sound effect in my mouth? <laughs> that th- now what does champagne sound like? <laughs> that was good. That was good. That's, That's good. great Foley work.
1: Uh, November, November, September 15th, 1967, uh, writer Theodore Sturgeon, uh, director Joseph Pevney, and from our great friend on IMDb, Carrie, KMCD, Mr. Spock redirects the Enterprise to his home planet of Vulcan against Starfleet orders when it comes time for him to marry. He is betrothed as a child and he now finds himself in the grip of the ponfar or fever that drives Vulcans to return home and take a mate. When he beams down to the planet with Kirk and McCoy in tow, he finds that his bride to be refuses him and issues a challenge for her champion to fight him. When he chooses Kirk to fight for her, he finds himself in a battle to the death with his good friend Spock.
2: Thank you gary k m c Dean. Oh man, oh man, oh man uh now, Mark <laughs> y- yes. you
1: are commissioning the Trek Wars lounge for this season. I appreciate that. The Mark Vibbert Memorial, Trek Wars Lounge. And uh, before we get into our first thoughts, I want to know what the heck your experience is with Star Trek, with Star Wars, your honest, candid thoughts on which one you think is better, which one you think is worse, and, uh, you know, plug hold the maneuver while you're in it.
2: Wait, are you asking him across the board, Star Wars or Star Trek, which one's better, which one's worse, not these episodes?
1: Uh, Yeah. So great,
2: we're, great clarification. We're trying to get him to choose to see support Aspen or Kenny in this very moment. Think about it, Mark. Think about it,
3: Mark. <laughs> Think about it, Mark. Reminder:
0: You are well, under oath, no, counselor. I was going to say not to. Um, I mean, I I do do a a show called Hold and Maneuver, a Maneuver Ice. It a could be. Podcast. It could
1: be any one of them. You might think that any one of them might be better.
0: <laughs> so, my my experience with I'll start with Star Trek is I have seen all of the, the Kelvin timeline movies. So see, I, I know I know that like you know the 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 three well the two yeah. J.J. Abrams and then he didn't do Beyond, did he?
1: No, Justin Lin did Beyond. Yeah, just, Bad Robot produced
0: it. Yes uh and i enjoyed all all of those um i watched an episode of star trek discovery (laughs) um i have seen random episodes of the next generation uh i have seen for the original uh crew films i've seen one through was the the voyage home or no wait hold on
1: the one with the whales yeah
0: yeah because i haven't seen the one after that which is what the final wait
1: i'm so excited for aspen to get there
2: gonna see some whales i don't remember what do you not know do you not know about the one with the whales aspen that's all i've heard about it it's called the one with the whales that's its official title
0: I saw I saw that one in theaters like last year too because for like the anniversary I was like if I haven't ever seen this I need to go and watch it in theaters if I have the opportunity to see it in a theater so that's what I did. Oh,
2: it's well, so that's good. so nice. That's so nice. Okay,
0: so yes, I so I saw Star Trek One, the motion picture, mm-hmm. Star Trek Two, The Wrath of Khan, good. Star Trek Three, The Search for Spock, good movie, Star Trek Four, The, the Voyage Home,
1: the one with the whales. Yes.
0: Okay, so then I haven't seen the final f- I haven't seen Star Trek 5 or 6 or Generations or First Contact or Nemesis. Me neither. But then I've seen the ones after that. Love oh. 12 13. Yeah. Uh, and then seen some episodes of the animated series cuz like nine or so years ago I talked about them on Animation Fascination cuz we did a we did an animated Star Trek episode. And then we also did like an animated Doctor Who episode, um, and then fun. <laughs> fun. So that that's my that's my basic kind of uh, familiarity with Star Trek. So I had never seen a Muck Time before. Uh, I had like it was familiar to me as far as what happened in it because it's
2: I'm cultural assuming, osmosis. Yeah,
0: like like yeah, like an iconic episode. And then I was looking up. Um, photos of it to like try to put some art together uh, I saw that the uh, the new series strange new worlds it looks like did kind of a like a reference to it I didn't see it looked like they matched a lot of the set which is kind of cool uh, and I do like that paramount plus apparently has like the like the kind of I guess special edition restored versions of the episodes on mm-hmm. there so that's kind of cool uh, and then as far as Star Wars, yes, I do the I do the whole maneuver podcast with my my co host Mike, uh, and then we've we done forty eight episodes of that, uh, and I I saw Star Wars, I think I saw Return of the Jedi first. I was on those like the non special edition VHS that had like you know like the side faces on the the VHS of so like a stormtrooper, Vader and Yoda. Uh, I watched those with my cousins, and then we would all we would watch the like the marathons that TNT would have on them, and then I and then I got to see Empire Strikes Back, the special edition in theaters in 1997 when they did that. I still have the the popcorn bucket from that somewhere. Cool. It's got like that.
1: Well, I really peaked those levels right there because
0: <laughs> I save all that kind of stuff. Um, I Ooh. like I I even have like. A, Like this, this quilt that if people are watching a video version of this can see behind me is all made out of t shirts uh, that were too big for me after I lost weight. So I had a t shirt quilt made out of them because I didn't want to get rid of them. So (laughs) much, but uh, yes, I like Star Wars a lot. Uh, I probably would like Star Trek just as much too, if like if I had. I just haven't seen as much of it as I have with so like I've pretty much seen all of like anything Star Wars ever released yeah. whereas it, I've seen scatterings of Star Trek so I feel like if I if I if I see more of Star Trek I'll probably
2: Mark, like Mark you d- you don't have to appease Kenny you don't have to
0: <laughs> What I'm saying is that I don't like <laughs> confrontations and I don't want <laughs> I don't want to, to to choose uh, Gosh, one, no, one I of
1: the be, Because one of the things, I mean, we are so much more interested in finding out how the art resonates with us and our values. So if Mark comes on as just fine. like, let's, let's take a flamethrower to both of these things, I'm all for it because it's an outside perspective. And considering that I'm growing up with Star Trek with a completely unobjective lens where I'm just going to love it no matter what. It's, it's just really refreshing to be able to show someone a classic episode of Star Trek who has very little to no attachment to it and see what the read of this is as an isolated piece of art.
2: What we're saying is we hope you hate them both. Yeah, that's true. That would bring us so much joy. <laughs> that would make me so happy. We would love for you to be in conflict with us. Yes. <laughs> Wait, yeah. What, what, what were we talking about? What were we talking about? What were we? I was. Were we, oh. I was
0: not taking a stance one way or the other about Star Trek and Star Wars.
2: And we want you to be in conflict with us because we want to hear if, like, you hated these episodes or not. We would love it, and if you hated this movie or, or hated this episode, because we like to hear different thoughts.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely have thoughts.
2: <laughs>
1: yes. Uh I mean let's get into yes. our first impressions and I have a sneaky suspicion that we'll probably want to end on Mark. Uh I, just, I don't know
2: I don't I know do, what it
0: is. Most of the notes that that Mike sent me from his viewing are for Battle of Endor by the way. Interesting. Uh Yeah it, it doesn't seem like it doesn't it doesn't seem to or he's got a few Star Trek notes but not but not a lot. He's got, he's got more Battle of Endor notes.
2: Fascinating.
1: Yeah. Uh, speaking of Spock, uh, Aspen, do you remember watching this ha- uh, Mock Time before, and
2: have you watched Battle for Endor before? I have watched Mock Time perhaps once. Um, perhaps guess, once. Perhaps once. My guess is once. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it would have been over 10 years ago because uh, I was familiar with it in a way that I was like, I must have seen this episode. Uh, I yeah so but i i didn't remember exactly what happened um mm-hmm. so i think i've seen it but it's still sort of fresh i've never seen battle for endor Uh had no idea what to expect thought that that kid would be in it the whole time <laughs> was um so that's where i land with those. yeah what is he? well also I didn't even realize what's his name Mace is that his Mace. Name? Yeah. Mace I don't know Mace he also that doesn't look like Mace like that looks like some other dude I thought there was gonna be some other man not he also Molded doesn't friendly. even wear
0: that in the movie
1: uh, okay for okay, folks sorry. that are listening to the audio version can you please oh, describe what what we are all talking about because Aspen Aspen and Mark both sent me the same message which is <laughs> why is Mace on the poster not Mace Windu mind you but Mace uh, are Ostensibly one of our co-protagonists from the Ewok adventure, also known as Caravan of Courage, an Ewok adventure.
0: Which, uh, quick aside, the name Mace actually dates back to the earliest incarnation of Star Wars, a 13-page treatment written by George Lucas in 1973 called Journal of the Wills*, Part 1. So that's where Mace was used for the first time. Then in these two Ewok movies, and then finally uh, some little-known actor named uh, Samuel jackson i believe played a character mace went Win, Win, window 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 oh,
2: well he was sent out a window <laughs> indeed <laughs> mace window <laughs> yeah, I, yeah i i love that I, it's yeah. uh it's like poetry it rhymes <laughs> the text the text i sent you i said is this mace this boy is dead <laughs> like, Which, like that fair, reference
0: is not like poetry it rhymes
2: it's like poetry it rhymes <laughs> um yeah, and my uh, kind of just like first impressions, just gonna go off of it. Loved them both. <laughs> Love them. Fantastic, different experiences. Love was enchanted. Best Star
1: Wars that you've ever seen.
2: <laughs> best period. Star Wars I've ever seen. Just blew me away. No, no. Not the best Star Wars because Mark's face is like, I need to leave. Um, no. I was uh sometimes. I'm more surprised than anything. And the uh, surprise makes the experience even better. Because I was like, I've been watching some fucking Ewoks for months now. And I'm just like, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, wow. And we have we found our way, to be fair, we found our way into enjoying some aspects of both we Ewoks do. and
1: droids. We
2: do. We do. I just didn't expect. Caravan of Courage was fine. This movie was an actual, like, film. <laughs> and so. It certainly a lot more. Of, it, it starts off. Much stronger than Caravan of Courage. It starts off horrifically, like yeah. true horror. Like the bad guy, the villain of it, just like through the smoke of the burning Ewok village, he stands there like some kind of horror orc. It was great. Oh, loved it.
1: A horror orc. So uh, I believe yeah. you're talking about Lord Tirak, played by James Strikin, who I am. plays Mister Hom on Star Trek: The Next Generation.
2: Oh, he he's also um, Lurch. And... No one remembers him for
1: that. Everyone remembers him as Mr. Han from Star Trek okay.
2: Next Generation. All right. Well, you know who also was there? Uh, not to just get into this immediately, but also uh, it was, I, I'm not going to say her name right, maybe Sean, Sean Phillips. It's She's Welsh. She was literally uh, in I, Claudius, and she was one of the Bene Gesserits in the original Dune. Like, she is bad bitch. And she gets to play another bad bitch witch. I love it when there are witches and Ewoks. So. You're talking about Cheryl the Witch. Yes, Cheryl the Witch. But yeah, she's like, great actress. Like, fantastic. Oh, I, had
1: no, I had no idea.
2: It's like Wilford Brimley this one in here. I'm just like, what is this? Wilford film? Brimley getting <laughs>
1: the getting to be first build. I wonder how many Wilford Brimley joints have Wilford Brimley build first. Mark? You work in the industry,
2: the diabetes commercial,
0: Cocoon, <laughs> Cocoon,
2: I don't maybe so I want... Cocoon, Cocoon,
0: <laughs> um, which speaking of Ron Howard, uh, I was getting speaking and speaking of Cheryl, I was I was getting uh, hardcore Willow vibes, uh, which didn't come out for another three years after this, and the, which I'm wondering like how much of Like pre-production of that possibly influenced this saint Salah george lucas produced both Uh, and because i don't remember what the name of the like the main villain is in the 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 original willow movie but like it, it felt like almost like that like it was like if cheryl left endor and went and hung out with uh Warwick Davis on, on a different plane of existence than.
2: <laughs> yes. It's the multiverse. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. That's, that's what I was thinking in this. What my, like, like even like the, like trans, uh, from like into the, like the, the Raven or crow, or I guess whatever it would be called in a galaxy far, far away, mm-hmm. just looks like a Raven or a crow.
1: Willow and his allies are pursued by Queen Bavmorda's daughter, Sorsha, and the evil commander of Queen Bavmorda's army, General Keel, whom are searching for Elora and bring her back to Queen Bavmorda's castle, where Queen Bavmorda bids to kill Elora in a ritual and prevent the prophecy of her downfall. Yeah, I mean... I haven't well, seen Willow, and I appreciate I, that perspective because, as we established in the previous episode where we were covering Caravan of Courage, George Lucas was trying to make this stuff for his daughter so his daughter could watch this stuff Um,
0: isn't isn't the backstory to this and the reason why he kills off the entire family is because she had she was a fan of the movie heidi and he basically wanted to make heidi or make cinder a or cindel a an orphan like heidi that was living with an older man in a hut in the woods
1: Yes, Mark. That's so he, he,
0: he, 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 made st- he made Star Wars Heidi. Yes.
2: Star Wars Heidi. I gotta tell you, the literal murder of her entire family. Horrific.
0: Her, her, her dad had a detention that he had to go run.
1: <laughs> he shows up so briefly, gets his paycheck, and pees
0: <laughs> yeah. it out. He had to go hang out with, you know, the breakfast club.
2: It was very funny. It was like, why? What is he doing? And I was like, oh, he's Boromiring it. He's like, you run. I'll hold them off and die. So Crystal's like, what are we doing?
0: I'm getting paid a little bit more than your brother and way more than your mom. Because uh, uh, Miss Miss Hawking had to go protect the island. uh, And your brother just had to pass on his name to Sam Jackson. (laughs) And be on the poster, but not in the movie.
2: Well, oh my God. Right. It's just absolutely wild. a mm-hmm. oh, real quick, just to that point too, love it. I can I can RC being like, listen, I did the research. Um, <laughs> I am here for this. I do think I haven't seen Willow, but it does also it gives me dark crystal vibes too, which was eighty two. Um, makes sense. Like Frank Oz kind of, but especially in some like creature design, like that teak dude hated him at first, weirdly loved him by the end, hated, felt unwell and then was like oh no i love you now can't figure it out <laughs> so weird um that and then also some like army of darkness vibes but that was later that was 92 so maybe army of darkness really it was inspired by this film and then uh lord of the rings was inspired by army of Darkness. <laughs> that's the chain of events i'm assuming here everybody got me you
0: look confused yes. i mean <laughs> i'm gonna read uh one of one of mike's uh notes really quick what the hell was Wilfred brimley so mad about
2: yeah Uh, why well because he's a little lonely his his friend is gone and he's he's stuck on the forest made of endor and also because he had to have a character arc (laughs) uh before
1: we get into it too much aspen uh we've talked about how much you loved uh the battle for endor what about your first reactions for enough time
2: loved it fantastic great episode iconic (laughs) some things about it i was annoyed by (laughs) i don't know (laughs) as always i i was confused by its positioning on women in vulcan culture because clearly they have many rights and hold positions of authority but there's a lot of talk about like possessing them and then they only like are able to get uh the land or the uh the the possessions of their husband when you know they're actually married so that always as for the huge, throws me off a little bit um but in terms of it being an episode where uh we have Chekhov uh, for the first time we have uh, true best friends we have three bestie best friends in the world they love each other They're so much best friend uh, and like the coolest set ever and an interesting concept loved it that's how I feel
1: outstanding <laughs> uh, I like both of these things
2: Mark oh Kenny you he's gonna get us at the end he's gonna be like I rank this one a 2 out of 10 No, nope, I got no contrary <laughs> takes
1: uh, I, I've got no spite rankings here uh, because I have a sneaky suspicion that all of my opinions will just kind of spill out in the general discussion point. Uh, sure. and I am uh, I am most excited to hear uh, what Mark and your co-host, Mike, what your opinions of Ewoks, the Battle for Endor, and Amok Time are. Uh, starting with Amok Time, and I have a sneaky suspicion we'll probably want to end on Battle for Endor.
0: So with Amok Time, uh Mike and I also agreed, uh, with Hassan there. It was, so I, I wrote in my notes as like Spock acting like a hardcore misogynist, uh, Spock has some pen of aggression and dude needs to arrow dude needs to get laid. Um, and then Mike wrote, can we talk about misogyny in Star Trek? Okay. It was the sixties. Sure. But, but man, so like watching, I was like, what the, what the hell <laughs> Spock? Like, like throwing throwing food like across the hall, uh staining walls and stuff, make making ladies cry.
1: Did you did you know going in that he was going through the Vulcan rite of Ponfar? I did not. Ah so were you and Mike just being like dude needs to get laid before the revelation that Spock was indeed functioning like a salmon?
0: Well I I knew partially what the episode was about just because i saw the the premise on paramount plus it, but it didn't like like lay out all the specifics so i was like oh okay so it's something that have having to do with mating um so that's, that's why i had that that thought several days later
2: we're picking up mark you were talking about misogyny in star trek and mike's okay. also his thoughts on <laughs> misogyny in star trek <laughs>
0: you're like we, we can do this thing where i start reading your thoughts and then you you pick it up at mid word from where what i'm mid-word. reading
4: word let me just pull up the same text message that way i have that word for word
2: yeah
0: it'll be like a cool cinematic like like voiceover segue thing
2: <gasps> oh it, yeah it you will see.
0: Be none of that
2: it's as if like he wrote you a letter while at war yeah. and you're reading it and then it fades to his voice
3: <laughs>
0: or it's like one of those movies where I like oh this these people are speaking German, but we don't want to do subtitles for the whole movie. So, we're going to do this thing where we have them speak German for like the first few sentences and then it slightly segues into English. Yes.
4: Like how you understood Groot at the end of the last.
0: Yeah. Because we're all family. Or if anyone's seen the Tom Cruise movie Valkyrie or uh, the beginning of oh, yes. Dial, Dial of Destiny.
4: Or just Avatar Way of Water where he's like, yeah. I understand the language now and then they just never speak Navi again.
0: <laughs> All of these cinematic references more. All right. So you got you got your your text up, Mike? I'm ready to go. Right, I'm so, so excited. You're, you're number five.
4: I I can see it on my screen.
0: Okay.
1: How does my sound
0: sound? It sounds my sound Sounds better now.
2: Yeah.
1: Good. Sketchy. Okay.
0: <laughs> but that that's just you. But it's... not really. <laughs> So so, anyways, misogyny. Uh, can we talk about misogyny in Star Trek?
4: Okay, it was the sixties, but sure. But man, like, I don't know. It was like I've never. This was the only episode of Star Trek I've ever seen start to finish. Only one. I've started many, never made it all the way through. That's another bullet point that I sent Mark as well. But I just never really. Like, he- where we are today versus back then is just like, holy hell, is this misogynistic?
1: Okay, so this is this is fabulous because we've got Mark's take on how what his relationship is with both Star Trek and Star Wars. But Mike, first up, welcome to the welcome to the show.
2: <laughs> right, we should actually say hi. What's up?
1: Oh, hi. Hey, what's going <laughs> on? We are picking we are picking back up several days later due to a technical snafu, and luckily our best hey, friend Mike problems. has been able to to, to join us. That's misogyny. like we were saying. I'm sorry, what was that, Mark?
0: Oh, so I said misogyny, Mike.
1: <laughs> misogyny. Mike. Well, actually, Kenny was either
4: going to reprimand me for never seeing Star Trek or
1: never, never, <laughs> never, 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 never. It's he was, an incredibly long parallel deal. No, because we, we talked about what Mark's experience is with watching Star Trek and Star Wars. Mark uh was kind of vague about what his preference was. Uh it's just kind of pretty vague of if he likes Star Wars or not. Uh <laughs> Mike, you have not seen Star Trek period and I assume that. Every time I've you, tried did.
3: I
4: failed.
1: Uh what uh, what is your what is the barrier for for entry? Is it just inaccessible? I always just found you? it like too
4: it was boring to me Star Trek. Excellent. That's exactly what I want to hear. I was just like, anytime I tried, I was like, it's just, maybe it's because I didn't, I saw Star Wars first, I don't know, but I just was always just bored by it and just walked away from it. Even when the, um, what's his face, new movies came out when I was working at Regal. Oh, I'm forgetting.
2: With the Abrams? Abrams? Yes. Abrams once?
4: I, I just didn't care to watch it. Like, I had to walk in there and check things and I was just like, I'm not interested
2: in this. I'm just kinda... i just kind of. You're like, I won't, I will not, I refuse. <laughs> Like how many people are in this? Count counting people. <laughs> I will not be watching.
4: But then I I didn't know about um one of the Leonard I think Leonard Nimoy directed movies where it was more of a comedy than a serious thing in the eighties.
0: Oh, it was the what's it the was that the voyage Home? the I don't remember the four? name of it from the
2: what? what that is the
1: one with the whales.
0: Okay we have talked about.
2: Okay, he directed that?
1: yeah yes. so. well the thing is that uh, they made Star Trek 3 spoilers Aspen <laughs> and Nimoy was holding out in coming back and he was like I'll come back but I get to direct it and because Star Trek was such a cash cow for Paramount they're like yep okay and so he got to direct 3 he did a good job with it and, and then came back obviously 4 still crackling huh <laughs> What the heck is going on what's going on
2: i don't know it's so weird say something now
1: Losing mic noise. check mic check mic check mic check
4: it was the echo cancellation yeah maybe. i think it's the echo
0: cancels okay we'll just keep this all in just yeah let, it off. let 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 people know that we're human the people hear the echo
2: yeah
4: we're yelling into fjords here
2: yeah fantastic
0: it's yeah. highly logical so <laughs>
1: Well, luckily I've got backup audio. No, I'm not recording backup audio because doing StreamYard and my backup audio is crashing my, like it's bringing my computer to a standstill. No, we're um, back. As opposed to whenever we're just recording over Zencast, which I can do that. Uh, so I am not, I'm, I'm kind of operating, operating without a net at this moment in time.
4: <laughs> do you feel alive though?
1: Uh... I just, I'm, I'm Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> um, anyways. Yeah, so Star Trek Four, comedy, Leonard Nimoy directed it. And then he went on to make uh, Three Men and a Baby, which is one of the most profitable comedies of the 1980s, if not the most. I didn't know he made Three Men and a Baby. Mm-hmm. Nimoy. Uh, well,
0: I mean, he didn't make them. Those three men yeah, were he made by know. their mothers. Yes.
2: Uh, Sorry, are we talking about the Ted Danson film, Three Men and a Baby?
0: Steve Guttenberg? Yes. I
2: can't. I cannot.
0: National treasure Steve Guttenberg? Tom Selleck?
2: Oh, Tom Selleck? I cannot believe.
0: He he could have been Indiana Jones. (laughs) He could have.
1: Could have. Yikes. It's true. I I think I had a dream about that last night.
2: Was there a rabbit?
0: Or <laughs> Were, you spank- you... Were you spanking yeah. Tom Selleck in that dream? Were you in my brain?
1: <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh... <laughs> Aspen, dad? Aspen, because you are the Star Wars contingent of the Trek Wars podcast, yes. can Can you speak to Mike's barrier of entry for <laughs> Star Trek?
2: Uh, uh, oh, Interesting. Uh, you know, it's funny. I was just thinking about this. I do think that Star Trek is by nature more uh, science fiction oriented and I'm going to go off on a tangent here and star Wars is more like action fantasy adventure, even though it's in space. And I was thinking about this in terms of books, how I am like sort of trying to get through a beloved book right now. That's more hard sci-fi and I'm having a hard time. And all I can think is all I want to read is fantasy. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe you have the same sort of thing. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's just like the vibe of it is just more appealing. Cause I can understand if it's like original series, like, a lot of people are like, oh, original series is a slog, but the other stuff, not so much of a slog, right? So.
1: Well, the thing about Star Trek is, especially compared to Star Wars, it's a lot of people in rooms. Talking. Talking, especially next generation, which Uh we haven't gotten to yet, Aspen.
2: I don't even know.
1: There's a lot of people sitting around tables talking. Uh, Original series is a lot more action-packed in comparison. Ooh, But also it's got, it's got the storytelling notions of the 1960s, so things are just slower. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah, right. Yeah, like older film has like, gets to it takes longer to get to things, older TV.
1: Yeah, so. no, I, I would never shame someone into, to not being able to get into Star Trek. <laughs> if anything, I'm just like, T- tell me, is Star Trek good? Mm-hmm. And I would I...
2: never shame you because I want you to be on my side, so. <laughs>
1: That's, no,
4: I don't. I will say this. Better. The episode we watched for this, I have seen referenced more in every other thing than just about any other. And I was like, are you kidding me? This yeah. is where
2: it all came from.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Futurama specifically, I think it oh, yeah. it
2: two or three times.
0: Which oh, is yeah.
2: A very cool experience.
0: I think Austin Powers references it. One of um, them. Because I, I think there's like a, a, f- a fight with like... Uh, I just kept thinking of American Gladiators too during because <laughs> there's like the whole American Gladiators thing in the 90s where like they had basically... The ni- like,
4: they re- they relaunched American Gladiators in the early I'm talking them.
0: about 90s American Gladiators where they had the double-sided padded thing. I don't even yeah, know what they the they had that called. in the
4: relaunch too. It's a Q-tip.
0: Right. Just call it a Q-tip. Yeah, the Q-tip.
1: It's known Maybe. as a Lirpa.
2: An American Gladiator or...?
1: <laughs> oh, in a mock time.
2: Oh. It's cute. Okay. That's
0: I have right. been been told... Uh, Strange New Worlds is a good jumping on point for people that have not ever watched Star Trek at all because it is essentially the original series but <laughs>
2: We're obsessed with Strange Made,
0: <laughs> made contemporary. Made contemporary.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. And when, I, when
0: when I was making art for some of the stuff for this, Makes I sense. saw that they did a reference or there's some kind of continuation or connection to a, a mock time.
2: Oh yeah. Yes, 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 there is an episode um, so. when it was funny because I, I guess I had mentioned that I have only, I probably seen this episode, but like years and years ago, I did not clock it when I watched the Stranger Worlds episode, like that it's even like the same betrothed, it's the whole same thing, I just, I don't even know, and yet I still with Stranger Worlds was like, this is great, I get it, oh,
1: <laughs> which is the point, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's the point, and that's why that show works because each episode I mean the entire show works without knowledge of Star Trek which I think Mm -hmm. maybe to also speak to Mike's point about Star Trek seeming uh, impenetrable and boring there's so much Star Trek right
0: and I think it's the same thing for people with uh, Doctor Who now too Oh yeah that's since it's been around for 60 years even even now if you do new who from 2005 to now that's that's still a lot
1: (laughs) it's so much
2: It is. okay. well, Mike, back to back to your thought uh, and also the shared Mark thought I so you (laughs) did it because I also expressed a similar thing where I was like, I'm having trouble in the way like Mm -hmm. that we are uh, talking about the ownership of women. Uh, I have been watching Star Trek and have been like, okay, this is a reality of the circumstances. But then sometimes there will be like an episode where it's as if women are actually capable (laughs) <laughs> it's, you know, like that it, it, it's and it's more than just as an accessory. And so I think, like the example, for example, the the um, uh, city on the edge of forever is like a great example. I think of like when a woman whose char- a character is like truly seen and respected. And so, yes, like if you haven't seen any of the other stuff, you might be like, well, I guess this is just what Star Trek is. And so that's true. And also, it knows it can be better, so it still right. feels disappointing. <laughs>
4: I never thought this is what Star Trek is. I was just like, it's the 60s. Yeah. And we were... I was like, what the hell? Was, like, How is this accepted? But people sleeping in the same bed couldn't be shown on TV.
2: Wow. Well, like, well, control of women's bodies <laughs> tends to go together <laughs> with things.
4: <laughs> you, you think about all the stuff that was censored and then the stuff that wasn't.
0: Especially con- considering Star Trek, the original series, is supposed to, or at least from what I've, again, since I don't have as much history with it, is that I know that the show is was very progressive <laughs> for the time that it came out. Like I know, like there's like the the kiss between uh, Captain Kirk and Uhura on the show, which uh, I don't like. I don't know the whole context. I just know that it happened at some point in the show, and that that like that caused like a whole thing when that happened,
4: but it probably so, caused the whole thing now, sadly. Yeah.
0: Okay.
4: It's like poetry, it
1: rhymes. <laughs> it's like poetry, it rhymes. Uh, it's so dense. Every single image has so much going on. Um, and here's the thing. Does progressive ideals and even that interracial kiss is part of the Star Trek mythos and Roddenberry talking up his own legend between the cancellation of the original series and whenever Star Trek Gets R- really for Roddenberry whenever he goes back with Next Generation because we're going first interracial kiss first interracial kiss Roddenberry what a trailblazer can't believe it never mind the fact that in season three Roddenberry was not the showrunner of Star Trek at that point he was just kind of coming in every once in a great while and also we're neglecting to mention the producing studio Desilu was owned by a Cuban man and a white woman on that that was extraordinarily controversial. And they were a married couple that kissed all the time.
2: Lots of kissing.
1: But so no, this, this is different.
0: That you couldn't show sleeping in the same bed. They were yeah, yeah. Lucy, they and also hinted at Ricky beating Lucy, didn't they? Didn't they? Yes. Look, it's different. Look, look. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yes. I, I mean, The Honeymooners Jeez. was that was the entire established oh. idea of that show. Boom, pow, straight like, to the moon. Yeah, that that was the tagline. Which one then kickstarted
1: uh our interest in NASA and going to yeah. the moon, which was really Garden Futurama did. And that's why Honeymooners was such a G- trailblazer. JFK was science watching
0: moon. watching that show and he's like, "You know what? When we, he just looked over to to Jack. he was like one of these days <laughs> going to the moon yeah that's right
2: you know uh, an interesting there is something here that uh, not kenny this is so good to know because like i did not like i i wasn't as familiar i think that is interesting we did do that thing where we had a little one-off episode where we talked about where we compared uh phantom menace to the motion like star trek the motion picture and i feel like you talked about that a bit where it's like someone kind of coming back in much like lucas like reclaiming a vision it perhaps not going quite as well (laughs) as he had liked So it was pretty familiar, but there. okay. I think I know we're just doing first impressions, so I don't want to like cut off your thoughts (laughs) on like battle for indoor, but you said something that really was interesting, like about thinking about um, like two different, like different beds. What is this? Like, what's the time period? And I do, I, I was really (laughs) struck by the sex, like the shame around sex. Mm. Like as it For was. <laughs> Which is funny because right like Kenny, you've said often even like, yeah, Ron Barry, super super horny, horny man.
1: Very <laughs>
2: horny man. man. And I and it's like a very Ron, horny episode. Barry. Like Spock is super horny, but it, it is it is manifesting in the most peculiar ways. Like it's like aggression it's um a total like it's such it's a secret it's not it feels like it's not just a secret because it's spoken, it feels like it's a secret because it's like it's like you should be ashamed of it you should be embarrassed of it so we need to keep this internal and um i think i wonder if it's almost like you know how bruh, we often see um like othering like through like things like orientalism like we see that And or like Orion women are green, so they get to be other, and they therefore get to be like attract, like sexually attractive. They're able to be pursued. I don't know. I wonder if there's like something in there around like what we see as uh, appropriate to be uh, some like sex related, right? Mm -hmm. Does anybody get what I'm saying? I
1: I I think I get what you're saying. And uh, Mark, Mike, please hop in Uh, (laughs) when and if appropriate. Uh, But it's. (laughs) It's that they're externalizing that internal conflict of Spock having to deal with something emotional, and also you place 1960 mores on top of that and it becomes even more scandalous. Mm-hmm. So the inherent conflict of Spock having to deal with this emotional side, that's interesting. And then having to you know kind of broach the topic of sexuality, it adds for an even more intense uh, viewing experience circa 1967.
4: It was, it was probably risque
0: for that time, yeah. Yeah. Especially when, when uh, Kirk gets his shirt cut, and you oh. see a little bit of Kirk cleave.
2: Sexy. <laughs> I genuinely was like, wow. Strategic. Loved it.
1: Very strategic.
2: <laughs> it was pretty odd. Yeah, just but, like uh,
1: Amidala in Kirk episode please. two.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, the shirt just correctly in the correct spot.
1: Mm-hmm. That's how you do it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Some... Mark, you liked to mock time? Yes.
0: Yeah, I thought it was good. I would. Mike,
1: I Again. enjoyed it
4: because of the references I knew outside of it. It kind of helped me enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But it was slow to start for me. And then one thing I will say is sci-fi up until I don't even know like 8 early 80s, mid 80s, like there's something about the lack of CGI that makes it better. So I, yeah. When Spock completely just like palms the computer to flat,
0: I was just like, "Oh yeah!
2: <laughs> oh, that ruled! Exactly. I loved that. That was, oh. that
4: was awesome."
0: So, like, well, I hope you save all those it. files to the cloud.
2: <laughs> you would have loved uh, fluffy pizza rock. You would have fluffy loved pizza. it.
4: Double Is that the dark. same as the Cal guy from uh, Mandalorian?
3: Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> basically, the
2: basically <laughs> the, 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 charred, the charred the
3: salad. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Also, Mike, feel feel free to just dump all over Star Trek. Uh, Asa <laughs> and I are are so glowing about these two things, and I I genuinely at least as long as it's like within good faith, mm-hmm. because it's interesting to hear different perspectives.
2: Like yeah. it's, it's
1: it's one genuine. episode.
4: I, I got to fill up a little more before I can dump on it. I guess.
2: Okay, that's fine. It's okay, fine. if you don't want to talk, but, but about Mike, your feelings, that's fine. That's fine. That's, that's
4: fine. Just go ahead and just shut off ha- yourself. I don't have, wow. You're being I'm a real spock right situation. Now. I'm embarrassed of my feelings. Right, you know what's going to happen. We shouldn't be filming it because of the time frame.
2: <laughs> you know what's going to happen <laughs> <laughs> if you if you suppress those feelings. Yikes.
4: name uh, of Rabbits being mutilated and All of a sudden,
0: you'll see Mike. <laughs> you <see Mike's, laughs> you <see Mike's laughs> coming down on his computer. Yes, Mike's gone.
1: Speaking of suppressing our feelings, we have now spent two days and possibly a week working up to this cliffhanger, working up to this revelation of what thoughts are of Ewoks, the battle for Endor. Aspen loves it.
2: I love it. I love it so much. I I, I, I did. about it.
1: I, I liked it a bit less than Aspen did. Uh, and now we've got the Holda Maneuver Boys. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what the
4: point of it was. Yeah. So,
1: the other than the thing, to sell
4: toys, that's
1: where I stand on it. It's a have you two gentlemen seen this before? I watched it for this show.
0: Yes.
3: Okay. This was <laughs> yeah. This was
0: my first. So a Muck time and Battle for Endor. These both of these are my first time viewing both of these for for this. We I was gonna eventually watch Battle for Endor for Holdo, but now now we've watched it for you guys. And we'll just put this on the Holdo <laughs> channel so it counts.
2: It counts. Oh, my God. Oh my God. It's
0: twofer. But, yeah. Uh, when, and when I announced we were going to guest on your guys' show for this, one of our, our former guests. Um, said we
4: should not shit on it.
0: Yeah, he said, Paul Herman said, there better be nothing but praise for Battle for Endor.
1: Okay, so do we just
4: want to I almost got out of the episode at that point in time. I, was like, I, I shouldn't be here.
1: So we just wanna blaze through these first thoughts and go to thematic connections. That's you know, uh, that's what we want to do. Well, want to I told
0: I told Mike that it was okay because I saw Kenny's letterbox review of it. And he I saw threw you under the
1: bus fast. And I
0: saw I that. And I saw my own review for it.
2: What? So... What was I my I have not seen your review, Kenny. But you I know can... what? I'm gonna I'm gonna hold I'm gonna because I'm gonna be surprised by Kenny's feelings like I always am. I think in this one though, again, since we're we your recording a few days later. I think you said that you did genuinely at least like it a little oh. bit. I can't remember.
1: I mean, it started off much stronger than Caravan of Courage and Ewok Adventure. Yeah. Uh, my review. Yeah. And I might have already covered this on the first ha- first yeah. half of this. What? Uh, but we can fix it in editing. Uh, I My review is, I mean, it's better than Rise of Skywalker.
0: <laughs> it was better Which it than is.
4: Rise of Skywalker.
0: He enjoyed it more
2: know. than the holiday special. Oh, okay. <laughs> the
0: holiday special.
2: I still have terrible dreams and nightmares about special.
1: <laughs> Aspen, a notoriously easy watcher, Aspen, oh. who easily connects with things, was struggling very much with holiday special. Yeah. And it's not—it's not a fun watch. And there, the, the unfortunate well. thing is that you, whenever someone decides to watch the holiday special, and you honestly implore them, no, you don't understand there's nothing (laughs) redeemable about holiday special that just kind of galvanizes their want to watch the holiday special. There's nothing that you can do to save someone whenever they've made up their mind about watching the holiday special, because they're sounding just like, Oh man, it's going to be epic. Oh man, I can't (laughs) wait. There's nothing that you can do. You can't, you, you can't persuade them.
4: I mean, Uh, the fact that George Lucas has
1: claimed he would want to smash every copy with a hammer. Yeah. Should tell you something. Yes, he's correct. I do think battle for Endor, uh, is, less cynical than rise of skywalker
2: Mm.
1: and also just in talking in the first half of the episode where we talked about the 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 genesis of this project and the fact that lucas is making these films for his daughter Mm. wants her to be able to watch something that he made and he wants to do space heidi
2: space heidi in the woods
1: and being like you know what this movie is going to be all about death
2: (laughs) wait and you know what? I would say the battle was the friends we made along the way. Get out! I won't. There was a point. <laughs> the battle
1: for Endor happened in Return of the Jedi, but let's just be
2: this, this, is this the first one.
1: This really wasn't a battle <laughs> or, for yeah. Endor so much as just like a small, small skirmish. It's,
2: I w- There was literally a, just real quick. There was a point in this where. I can't remember which point in the movie it was, because it's been a few days now, but like, so I, I the literally, middle or the end, like somewhere at the end, I like looked up at the screen and I turned to, I turned to my partner, Joel, and I went, they're best friends, and started crying. <laughs> and then they literally turned and Cinda went, Wicket, you're my best friend. And I was
0: like, <laughs> you had the correct read on the movie just, just before they gave you it.
2: I was like, really feeling it. I was like, they love each other so much. It's so good to have friends.
1: (laughs) Now, hold on, Maneuver, boys, as friends, Mm -hmm. what did you gentlemen, you fine gentlemen of esteemed taste, Mm -hmm. genuinely think about Ewoks, the Battle for Endor?
0: I'll let Mike go first.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It was an advertisement
4: for to sell toys, much like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory before it.
2: Really? The original? Mm -hmm. With Gene Wilder?
4: Yep, it was an advertisement for a candy bar. That's why that movie was made.
2: (gasps) My boyfriend James. I
4: love the movie. I (laughs) love Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, but it was it was a a big commercial.
2: That's all it was. Wow.
4: And that's all Battle for Endor was is we need to sell some Wicket toys, so let's uh, make a crack bunny run around real fast, put Wilford Brimley in there, and call it a movie.
1: So you enjoyed none of it, Mike? I was bored,
4: and I had to pause it and walk away several times.
1: So that's exactly what I want to hear. That's yeah. exactly what I want. You tell me not to hold back. I mean I didn't Don't don't hold back. And also <laughs> I'm not only that, I'm saying that this is better than uh Caravan of Courage.
2: I love you you're like, I'm not holding back. I had to pause Because I was bored. Don't hold me back
4: <laughs> No, that's just as, as crazy as I get, unfortunately. <laughs>
1: Mike no. can you calm down my hand is just hovering over the sensor button right now the sensor right. button yeah I'll s- just... <gasps> no, honey. <laughs> no honey no honey no, no no honey no no honey <laughs>
4: no it was it was a hard watch because it just I didn't feel like anything was happening mm-hmm. for like the whole time and then like I said this weird crack rabbit shows up and sprinting around everywhere. Stealing muffins oh, and pissing Teak. off Wilfred Brimley.
0: And... A well, lot. I mean, to be fair with Wilfred Brimley in this week, it didn't seem like it was that hard to piss off Wilfred Brimley. <laughs>
2: yeah, he, still... he had
4: low blood sugar. Leave him alone. <laughs>
2: <sighs> yes, Wilfred Brimley. Wilfred Brimley.
0: Yeah, he had space diabetes.
2: <laughs> diabetes.
1: Jet yeah. diabetes. Jet
2: diabetes. Oh my gosh! Nope, nope, Kenny. Stop it! Stop me in the face! Stop it! <laughs> No. Don't you not a, you're okay.
0: I can <laughs> remove him. Do you want me to remove him? <laughs>
2: <Yes. No. laughs> Censor him. Bye bye.
0: I, I have many, many thoughts about Teak too. <laughs> you're really he, complicated. he he, he, pro- he should have been called Tweak. Oh, he should have. Very I he, didn't I didn't know what the hell was going on with him the entire It's like what is happening with this character? Oh <laughs> well, I can tell you he's fast. Did you Teak. know that?
1: Did, Did you know
0: that Teak is fast? He's a Jedi. 'Cause that's that's that that Jedi fast run from Phantom Menace.
2: <laughs> actually, I will that tell we you we never that... saw
0: again until this movie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I did look him up. I looked up hi Teaks. He, Teak is the name of his species and his name is Teak. Is that right? I love he's it. it. I absolutely love it. He's not actually native to Endor. He was like brought there as part of like their you know, no. like like and it, like kind of got away and so they there's this cute thing about them where apparently they, they have this uh <laughs> they are thought to be like scavengers and they'll steal from you but basically what they do is they like take something but they try to replace it with something they think is of like the same value but what they think is of the same value is not the same as like what Ewoks <laughs> think so like they're like the this beautiful yeah. yeah right they're like this sand is just as beautiful as this gold statue so they'll replace it and then everyone's mad at them but they're just like sweet little babies who look that that's look like <laughs> night- nightmares <laughs> that's what I learned <laughs> That's what I
1: learned. <laughs> personally, I think that would not be a fair trade off. Uh, personally, I think that sand is coarse and rough and irritating, and it gets everywhere. I
2: okay. not know. All right. You want to go to we Italy? can make about glass it? out of sand.
1: Personally, I thought that uh, Teek looked like the actor that plays Jinxo from Babylon 5.
2: He had the most expressive face of literally <laughs> any creature I've ever seen. Yeah. And like, he would be like, oh, whoop. And his like tiny little simian fingers made me want to throw up. I'm sorry, Mark. I feel like I'm stepping <laughs> oh, yeah. on your frustration. Right. Mark,
1: Mark, notoriously, Mark, notoriously, possibly one of the kindest men I have interacted with in my podcast comings and goings. Extraordinarily nice and compassionate,
2: yeah. kind. You can tell me to shut up let me let me let me, let me, let me, let me, let me give me space yeah what
1: are I your thoughts uh what are your thoughts on ewok the you, battle you, for andor i'm not gonna tell you to
0: shut up i was i'm, I'm the guy that went and saw barbie three times and cried all three times <laughs> Three times. yeah uh, it's
1: a really good movie i've seen yeah. it twice
2: oh my god would you Would you say, okay well now now i just feel like he's <laughs> leaving me out <laughs>
0: um but yeah so but besides teak being creepy as hell in the in this I thought him and Wilford Brimley had, like, kind of a toxic relationship, too, because, like, Teek was, like, trying to help him all the time and, like, trying to get more friends for him. And, like, here, you need Sindel and, and Wicket because you need more people that can, like, show you love in your life. <laughs> and you're just being in an a-hole all the time to me. But I'm going to still help you out.
2: <laughs> yeah, because we're best friends.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's like, you, you give me the crack and then I run around fast. <laughs> you give me the crack. <laughs> and then i get you your your insulin and then you know we're all good withholding the insulin for love
1: withhold With the relationship insulin. you want get out, of, yeah.
2: get out of here stop it but... you i feel like if you oh no you sensing himself <laughs> i feel like running that fast like the flash you'd have like you'd have to eat a lot more um because of your high metabolism so i am curious how many, like how if he's like
0: how many of those muffins are you stealing? Yeah, how many of those yeah, muffins he's... you stealing? <laughs> All the porridge.
1: I um. absolutely loved the effect of Teak running.
2: Yeah, it was great. It, just... it was horror movie-esque.
1: Sure. <laughs> I thought it looked fabulous.
2: Yeah, I mean, because for... horror movies are good.
1: <laughs> horror movies are good. Can't confirm.
2: <laughs> no, it Midsommar. was... Midsommar? <laughs> great. <Good. laughs> no one runs fast in that movie, but still no. great. <laughs>
4: Did anybody they, run fast in any horror movie? They
0: they barely yeah, no. get out of there.
2: Oh, my God. I don't want to do this. <laughs>
4: <laughs> just move everyone. so Everyone's so
1: just funny. getting removed.
2: Oh, my God. Yeah. Um...
1: So, Mark, you were not a fan of Ewoks the Battle for Endor is what you're saying? It's all right. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Shut your mouth. You don't uh, mean that. Go all out. Good I mean, it,
0: it's still Star Wars.
1: It is still Star Wars, that's true.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so I mean, uh, I mean, I, it's not the best Star Wars, but I I had fun in watching it, and that I knew why I was watching it for this with you guys. So I took enjoyment from that with taking the notes that of stuff we were going to talk about, especially. Yeah, I don't like the uh, Mike put it in the notes, but I I do not <laughs> like the Quaqui monkey lizards. That's, Aka <laughs> Slash to be crumb, those, those things can go straight to hell. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like the and monkey lizard teak, they can all go live on a a planet. On a moon,
2: they, they might a, live on the same. A planet. forest Yeah, I don't know. yeah maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe all, they do. Maybe
0: they're all. From I the Although same they, they seem to live on Navarro with uh, with uh, <laughs> Din and uh, Apollo Creed. Oh, that's so. true. Well,
2: There's they. A I think car Weathers. Yeah. In. And Mandalorian. Yeah,
0: that's, that's what that's wild. That's what it's called. Uh
2: well I wouldn't it's, be surprised it's, it's
0: of the, the Hector system.
2: I wouldn't be surprised if it's sort of like rat style. It's like they end up getting on ships yeah. and then they end yeah, up Yeah, or other, like they're uh, invasive know. species. Yeah. Yeah, which is like sense. what teagues are kind <laughs> of, but they're not like invasive, they're just annoying to everybody. Where are they from? No, I'm curious. Hmm. Where are you from?
0: But yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: It would Co-walk. make sense if Teak would be like a high-gravity planet, which is why they're so fast,
0: and are, also and are, small. Are we still talking about our, our initial thoughts on it too?
1: Yeah, exactly. but also, you know, obviously jumping all over the place, we're much like Teak. Very, yeah,
4: yeah we're, we're taking right here. The
0: sure. other question I had about this is, since when does Wicket speak uh, basic, A.K.A. English? Since that would have been that would have been very helpful for. It's, Leia and everybody else in Return of the Jedi
2: The events that happen after this film Yeah
0: yeah. Oh yeah, because that's the other thing too Is that these movies happen technically Before Return of the Jedi <laughs> Oh, what are you doing,
2: Wicked? He's so traumatized By yeah, his maybe, best friend leaving That he yeah, just Yeah, Maybe forgets. there's like a
0: third one that we never saw that With the same way that everybody like horribly died On screen in <laughs> the beginning of this one
2: Yes well, In the I opening
0: believe- of the third one that never got filmed Sindel just gets like Slaughtered and he's like I will never speak basic again <laughs> Baby Well,
4: well I- Sindel's from that planet So she can understand him so we can Understand him right
2: cra- Okay so Sindel and her family Because you probably wouldn't have seen Caravan of Courage Yes. Yeah. W- it literally starts Like right after Caravan of Courage Which is her family crashed On Endor gotcha. This and... movie
1: is the last Jedi to Caravan of Courage is Force Awakens.
2: Right. So it's like at the, in the last one it was like there's a lot of her like her brother, uh her and her brother basically and like trying to get back to her parents. So which is why it is pretty horrific that literally within 5 minutes it's like her entire family is dead.
4: <laughs> yeah, what was <laughs> just go.
2: Yeah, Yeah, oh, no. I was like, "What is he?" Yeah, exactly. And that was that
1: that's was what Lucas we... being like, "I don't want these. I I want this movie to be about death," which is <laughs> sounds like such a George Lucas note of completely misreading what this should be about.
2: Yeah, George Lucas is like, "I am become death, destroyer of Sendel's family."
0: <laughs> we 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 kind of talked about it when when you weren't here, Mike. But that's what also talked about this poster with. <laughs> For anybody that's watching a visual version of this, with where Mace was like front and center on the poster for the movie, wearing a costume he never wore in the movie, and also the the scale of the blurg on this, I just I, I noticed recently too, where like Teek is like towering over that blurg that should be way <laughs> way bigger than all of the other characters that are there.
4: I'm more confused right. by Sindel's hair on that poster.
2: Oh wait, yeah, go back. Oh.
0: Got the got the perm.
2: Got the perm. <laughs> she does those beautiful little yeah. ringlets.
0: Wilford Brimley didn't get to get on this poster.
2: <gasps> yeah, Wilford Brimley isn't even on the poster. <gasps> Who not he only that, he's too angry.
0: He's, he's first build. <laughs> well, he's not on that version of the poster because there is uh, that other the other poster okay. that doesn't no, have on poster. it. That does have Wilford Brimley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I don't. So, I don't I don't know the stories behind this like that one version of the art that has Ace on it. I mean, not Ace, Mace,
3: whatever.
2: Ace, Mace the Ace. This yeah. is what they call him before he die Next yeah. to Ace. And I
0: and I was yeah. I was telling Kenny and Aspen that their dad had to get to detention.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. To detention. Um, I'm pretty sure that they learned. Leads rudimentary language in Caravan of Courage mm-hmm. to people to talk, and then not only that, because Aspen and I have been watching the cartoon show where they speak English very easily.
2: Well, <laughs> but we can assume that they're speaking it in the same way that Mark was talking about, about like the beginning of Valkyrie, where they're speaking <laughs> oh, and okay. it becomes English.
1: You walk the TV show, which is basically the Valkyrie of the Star Wars universe,
2: I would say in so. The Valkyrie yeah. Of the Star Wars.
0: Which yeah. makes the choice even weirder for the holiday special to not do something like that with the Wookiees where you have like five to seven to eight to ten minute
2: sequences.
0: Like yeah, where they're like talking to each other, you're like, Yeah, I don't know what they're they're saying. I'm not Han. I'm not Lando, yeah. I don't understand what they're saying to each other. Yeah. And you don't have yeah. subtitles. No? Yes.
1: That
4: movie movies. was all about B. Arthur's
0: musical number. Let's be honest. That's
1: what the I movie say. does get some juice whenever B. Arthur shows up, which is mm. a wild thing to say.
0: And fun fact: the <laughs> Millennium Falcon ride at Hollywood, or what was called Hollywood Studios at Disney World, is in the same spot where the Golden Girls set was. So, stop it. I B. Arthur it. Göst Göst. <laughs> lives. In the Millennium Falcon of Galaxy's Edge floor.
1: Yeah, they buried Dorothy Zbornak beneath the Millennium Falcon.
0: Yeah, right. Estelle Getty is under rise of the Resistance.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Do we think that B. Arthur is like Force Ghost? Will pop yeah. up sometimes to those who deserve Ish. it?
0: So, yes, yeah, so if you get to certain versions of the ride, instead of it being uh Hondo, it's B. Arthur comes up as her character from the oh, Holiday Special. All I know Sorry. is that there are unreported
1: are ghost sightings about uh, Harvey Corman showing or, the ghost of Harvey Corman showing or, around uh, Galaxy's Edge and just going stir whip whip stir. <laughs>
0: Nailed it!
2: Nailed it! Great job!
0: So, so shared, yeah. themes. shared okay. themes.
2: Okay. So that's that's feeling.
1: Those, <laughs> those are your feelings.
2: Those are your. Those are your feelings. <laughs> Don't suppress those feelings because it'll get weird.
1: Yeah, you'll end up like me. Oh,
0: oh okay. Hold on. I'll, I'll read off some of the other stuff I had really quick. <laughs> oh, uh, I didn't know Galadriel from Lord of the Rings lived on Endor.
2: Oh, by the way, she. she so that, that witch. one Once again, by the way, love a witch once bitch. Again. Love a witch bitch. Love a witch bitch doing witch bitch shit, which is to look like a beautiful queen and attract a small child and trick them. I live for that shit. So, yes.
0: <laughs> what would you do? Oh, I thought it sounded like Wicket said, Oh, damn, when fighting the dragon. <laughs> Which would have been funny if he did. <laughs>
1: oh, man. It sounds really weird whenever there are curse words in Star Wars, just because they're so few and far between.
0: Uh, uh, the the old two people under a tuna could trick.
1: <gasps> it was... as, all,
0: as also seen in the Kenobi series as well.
1: Let's talk about how thrilling it is that their big plan to sneak into the castle is just walk in. They just walk in. No one recognizes them. Why disguise them?
2: It's great. Two kids and a man in a trench coat. (laughs) So good.
0: It's a great trope every single time, and I love it. One ticket to Oppenheimer, please.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It was truly great physical comedy, honestly.
0: (laughs) Uh, And then, what else? Oh, I said I ship uh, Cinda and Wicket.
1: Hold it. Hold, Mark. Hold it. Hold,
0: hold, hold the, hold the ship. Hold it, Mark. Oh, it. I, Mark.
2: oh Mark? yeah, it's because, really? it's because we have a game. We have a game. Have. You okay, have to hold that. You
0: have to hold that. <laughs> Forget what I just said. Uh, really quick, I, I forgot four <laughs> things that I had about a muck time. So what's, what's <laughs> we're going back? What's in all the berry and shell mouth, and why are they tight lipped?
1: It's a clam. Okay. But you know, Star Trek does things.
0: That seems like a euphemism. It definitely
1: uh, is a euphemism.
0: With Spock looking at Vulcan porn on his computer.
2: <laughs> I was like, where did that come from? He
1: he <laughs> was looking at the childhood picture of T'Pring. Well,
4: that's, that makes it even weirder. No, that's what he alt-tabbed over to when someone
0: walked in. Yeah. No!
1: No! So, sorry, science. Science no. man here.
0: Sorry. <laughs> Incognito mode. Uh-oh. Incognito mode. In Spocknido mode. There you go. Uh,
1: Play the rim shot. Do it for me. Gross. Thank
0: you. Uh, your face is wet, Christine. Oh. <laughs> uh, and then the, the captain, the Captain Kirk, uh, fake out.
2: Oh, it was brilliance, brilliance. Oh man, Christine. By the way, being in love with Spock and not being able to be with him uh i will tell you in my notes i wrote this is awful for me <laughs> <laughs> i cry <laughs> it is i've i've wanted a personal affront that they don't get to be together <laughs> i love them so much <laughs> oh buddy next time you
0: see someone crying you just gotta go up to him and be like your face is wet
2: i'm i cry my face <laughs> is wet yeah it's your like it's like wet. the uh the face off water face water falling he like just he just like came up and
0: <laughs> let me let me
2: wipe that off. Of wipe that off your face. I mean,
1: Amok Time is known as the face-off of the Star Trek universe.
2: And that's what they say. By the way, just so everyone knows, this is the first appearance of little baby Chekhov. Oh really? Yeah.
0: In he, season two. Yeah. So season he was Wasn't in season one. Season he was not. Two has was
2: not only little baby Chekhov, but also the introduction of the soprano, the one who's like, oh
1: oh yes
2: that's right so oh, geez. I would just sing it while I was watching the first season so now <laughs> I don't have to sing it anymore <laughs>
0: so, so just check after like do, you, like do they even explain or is that just like he's just there well,
2: it's because there's always <laughs> no. like a different helmsman so it's like he got promoted suddenly, or demoted yeah. or something and then yeah, he's well.
0: just good so they're like you know what there's no more new helmsman I'm going to say what
4: I think too gonna good say. or <gasps> mediocre enough to not lose his job.
2: I'm going to be Kenny, which is that they wanted to introduce like a kind of like um, young guy who looked like uh, an, who, who, who are they trying to get? Davy Jones, like Davy Jones from oh, monkeys. Yeah, that. Yes, that's that. who they're trying to get. Which not
4: from Pirates of the
1: Caribbean,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Mr. <Davy>. Turner. <laughs> yes, yes, they're there. That's why he's wearing that silly wig, <laughs> trying to <get> him <laughs> look like Davy.
1: <laughs> Did not know that that was a wig for a very long time.
2: Mm, that's a wrong.
1: That's I was a wondering person. that. I was looking at all that hair, I was like, that hair does not look right. That's
2: no, just... It's I silly.
1: Have, I have no wig radar.
2: <laughs> no radar.
0: <laughs> you'd, you'd think that you and I would, Kenny.
1: <laughs> Honey, you're not kidding.
2: Bald. <laughs> I bald. <laughs> the,
0: the, top, the top part of the screen is people with hair, and the bottom part of the screen is people that <laughs> are bald.
2: Sorry, mm-hmm. everybody. Sorry. And
4: then we're seventy-five percent beard.
2: I'm working on it. <laughs> uh, yeah. What 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 you thinking about, Kenny? What you? I I see you looking. I see. I mean, you I'm thinking.
1: I'm looking at my notes. Oh.
0: He's looking oh, up sorry. at you. Because of how the camera <laughs> angle is working there.
1: I'm I'm looking at my notes, uh, oh, and I'm just. Spock is confessing to Kirk uh,
0: oh, about the, the
1: fact that a Spocky horny captain. <laughs> right. And Spock asks Kirk how did you think Vulcans procreated? And to which Kirk goes, I guess the rest of us assume it's done quite logically. Shatner is
2: <laughs> so funny.
1: I and I I wonder what uh, the holdem maneuver thinks about the performances of Shatner, Nimoy and DeForest Kelly because Aspen <gasps> and I are clearly in the pocket for them and I genuinely I genuinely think that they are great in each episode. They never phone it in. No. And they take it they take it very seriously when appropriate.
2: Yeah, if you they, want they, to know our perspective, I rate things like Kirk and McCoy are both coming as best friends. <laughs> Kirk breaking the rule
1: for his boyfriend, which I think this is the first time that he's taken the Enterprise to properly go rogue. I thought then I, they
0: got the okay anyways after the fact.
1: Well, because Pow is Besides a big deal. Because she's the only person that's ever turned down a seat of the Federation Council.
2: But both of them, it's like picking two best men.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> this
2: just means I a would lot. Be,
1: I would be honored, sir.
2: This means a oh. lot because they have a lot of cute little tension. And but you can tell he like respects him so much and then he secretly loves him. Yes, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Okay, please go on with your <laughs> question.
1: Yes, please hold the maneuver. What do you think about the performances of Shatner Nimoy in DeForest Kelly, Kirk's and McCoy? Be honest now, Be you honest. won't hurt our feelings. You might hurt. Me. I always thought people
4: overreacted to Shatner's acting, and then I saw this and I was like, nope, he does talk like that. And yeah, I just didn't expect that. I thought it was. All like just a huge parody of like, maybe he did it once, but no, no he he actually does that.
1: That's how he talks. He <laughs> decides to put an emphasis on things.
0: I also thought it was great, especially <laughs> the way that he acted in this. Uh, but yeah, I I I thought all three of them were good. I didn't I did not realize that was the first time Chekhov ever showed up in here. I mean, he didn't have a gun or anything, so that was interesting. No, we had that mystery him. dial. They didn't wait. show him and then like, come back to it later.
1: Wait for it. Wait for it. But that's the whole thing of the Chekhovs. you got to wait for sure. it. Walter <laughs> Koenig is still very much alive. Um, oh, yeah, he was in Picard for a little bit.
0: He was just a uh, Phoenix fan fusion, too. I don't know
2: what that meant. Oh, I it got it. Got it, it oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: He, had more, he had more people at his uh, table than Anson Mount did. Which I felt
1: bad for. What? What?
2: I feel like I've forgotten who Anson Mount. Captain Pike! Yeah. He, oh. I, uh,
0: kept, yeah, I'll so see forget. that there you go. That's why I left it. more people I were at uh, someone else. No
2: names. <laughs> as someone <laughs> always forgets names. <laughs> you
1: are clearly labeled. Like.
0: <laughs> I yep, so Mark,
1: I y- you like Shatter and Nimoy and DeForest Kelly, Mike.
0: Yeah, uh, Thought they were good in this and I from the, the the four of the movies that i've watched of them in it, i've, I've thought they were good on all of those as well too although the first one is uh pretty boring emotion well mm-hmm.
2: it's a boring film but you know it's not boring is deforest scully coming in with his little 70s disco uniform
4: <sighs> mccoy oh uh, boy yeah. i thought that the acting was good except for the stage fighting that was kind of bad
2: yeah but, that's uh, correct <laughs> <laughs> Well, they can blame their doubles.
1: I absolutely love it whenever they cut to a wide and I mean the show was never designed to be watched in high definition. Right. Which is they didn't know what high definition was. No, not in the slightest. They didn't even know what TVs were, which was weird.
2: So weird. They were like, We'll just put this out on on the universe.
1: That's right. Radio
2: waves. Well (laughs) didn't
1: they something with Star Trek
4: being launched into space on something, I thought.
0: It was oh. probably on one of those, like one of the like. The like hubble. they did
4: all the Lucy show on a gold disc and launched it on a satellite. And I thought they did Star Trek as well.
2: Aliens are gonna be like, why do these people sleep in separate beds? <laughs> <laughs> <I don't> exactly. <understand. laughs> What's with that
4: fake hair on that guy? Um. They think we
2: look like. <laughs> I, I thought, um, Kirk. I thought Shatner was a real little stinker. This episode, he was having a lot of fun. It was like,
1: really fun watching Kirk and McCoy being like whoa what's going on what's that over there
2: like they're down on the planet and they're just like he's like like kirk like is like standing in a certain way like he's just kind of like like he'd be like leaning against a wall like just here to hang
0: (laughs) it's It's great is is that the first time they're on (laughs) spock's planet too yes
4: uh, i think they even said that in the show Hmm.
1: yes because i mean spock has been a huge mystery to this point and now Obviously, we're seeing a major part. Not only this, but now we're seeing his family has land, <laughs> and we know that his father and mother. We don't exactly know who they are yet, but they're big muckety mucks. If they writer. can get to Pow, to come
2: in. Yes. Do we at this point? We know that he's. Do half we know a, that he's half, 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 half or that it's like still? Is it still a distant do. relative? I can't remember. Yes. Okay. We do. Got that it.
1: that was established pretty early on.
2: That's right. I forgot. He <laughs> um he he, And I think, yeah, that's right, because so so often <laughs> he's talked about that, st- like, struggle in himself, which, okay, sorry, I, I, okay, one more thing, one more thing, unless one more people of other things. I'm just curious, not to, not to keep talking about a muck time, but... How dare you? <laughs> what do we think about Leonard Nimoy being a Jewish man, um, like, bringing, like, I know, like, he has said that he, like, brought that experience in, as, like, especially someone who kind of rides the line, like, is never fully, like, Jewish enough or, like, isn't, you know, other things enough. Um, at, like, to be sort of, like, on, like, to play this character, um, like, he's, like, an other in the middle of, like, two different cultures. So just, like, I don't know. I'm just, like, I feel like this is, like, one of the one like, it's, it happens a lot, but in this one, it feels so clear. You know what I mean? Sorry, well, you guys. This is- <laughs> no, I mean that's
1: that's a fabulous thing that I would also like to talk about because this is the first time that we've seen Vulcan society, mm-hmm. and, and it's as we've talked about so much on Trek Wars, how alien cultures are depicted very much just as non-Western societies. Right,
2: that's the Orientalism piece. Yeah,
1: and I'm trying to put my finger on what exactly this is in terms of analogs and it feels like there's a variety of cultures that they are pulling from to synthesize something new and then you couple that with the fact aspen to your point the live long and prosper symbol being something that nimoy stole from uh the rabbi presiding over the temple
2: (laughs) bonfire
1: (laughs) so so not only is that experience because the reason that Nimoy is cast be- is because that he is, like, for lack of another term, he is alien-looking. It's it's that, it's it's that thing that uh, gr- made actors be cast as Indians and uh, other ethnicities all the time back then because you don't look like I don't know uh, Mike, handsome Mike.
2: <laughs> oh, Mike, so handsome. He's not care. hair
1: <laughs> you, you don't look like anson mount so you get so you get cast as someone you get cast as as spock and then not only that but then Nemo being like let me put this part of my culture in and synthesizing something new which is there's something to be said about taking the ownership of being literally cast as an other and contributing something to that Storyline that means something to you.
2: Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for that discussion. <laughs>
4: <laughs> My Aryanness is suppressing me. Oh, I'm oh talking. <laughs> yeah,
2: I would you're, say your
0: blonde, blonde. blonde fragility. Yeah, yeah. you're
2: just like, Ken. You're just Ken, man. Just I Ken. Do, do have to
1: say Ken. that you're currently eating a white bread mayonnaise sandwich, Mike. That's yeah. We have uh, As
4: long as it's gluten free, I probably am.
2: Oh boy, so basic, but we love a basic Aryan man. That's
1: right. It's a... Make that the title.
2: <laughs> basic Aryan you go. man. <laughs>
0: Mike, Mike okay. is accidentally gluten free. I, I am accidentally.
4: Go on. I was diagnosed with celiac
1: disease. That's about it.
2: Oh, okay. Okay, so deliberately. <laughs> That's great. I was like, how? I mean,
1: celiac disease is not great.
2: No, but, it's not great. Know. That sounds very uncomfortable. <laughs> Um, it
4: is what it is at this point. I, you get used to it.
2: I, I did take accidental to mean that you just go through your life accidentally not eating gluten, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which would be remarkable. <laughs> I just ate like a loaf of bread. <laughs> so
1: It was also, I mean, to speak about alien cultures again, in relation to celiac disease, in relation to celiac disease. But in Battle for Endor, there's barely any Ewoks this time, as opposed to what Caravan of Courage was, Uh, which was reveling in the Ewok culture a little bit and then exploring the biomes of Endor as well. This one was kind of a straightforward adventure yarn. Uh, Adventure yarn. Yeah, I I think you said that correctly uh, with that (laughs) amount of scoring. Um, But... Everything seems a little bit more westernized.
2: Aspen, they
1: fight in a castle. The end set piece is a castle.
2: The castle. They did like they're like I was very excited about the new biome. <laughs> that was the, the whole planet
1: is one big castle. <laughs>
2: Medieval <laughs> castle.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that's why I said last time that like this felt like. It was a few years before Willow came out, but it was mm. like they, mm-hmm. he had like the ideas for Willow kind of like floating around in his head. Yeah, he wanted to, and he wanted to like test them out with with Battle for Endor. And he's like, yep. so there's a castle on so Endor. You're saying
4: Wicket shaved to be in Willow?
0: Yeah, <laughs> just grew his hair out, shaved. You know, <laughs> learned some magic.
4: Um, know, he might have known the magic.
0: So no he uh, he did eventually have a goatee later on. Uh, In between the movie and the Disney Plus series that you can no longer watch on Disney Plus. (laughs)
2: Because George Lucas found him in him (laughs) Hall.
0: And
4: then he went to Hogwarts.
2: Um, And
0: and there he even had a, you know, appearance change. He had the long white hair and then he went and then he had, you know, like the black, like combed over hair with the little, (laughs) little, little, little little pencil mustache. We're
2: talking about Harry Potter. (laughs) I get it. I was like, what's happening? Thank you. <laughs> it was very funny. Warwick Davis did play. I was like, "Is he? Are these both Flitwick? It's fine. It's we don't have to get into it. <laughs> um, Kenny, I,
1: th- it? <laughs> I think
2: I could, I can see where you're going with this, Kenny. Which is a, is this like an overlap of themes? Oh uh, yeah, I guess so. I think I don't know. I maybe this is like getting a little at what you're talking about. I was very curious about as a thematic connection, like the drive to like return home. And, like, the drive to be with other people that are like you. uh, That was something that I was, like, thinking about. Because, like, I, you know, I kept feeling this, like, sadness with, like, Battle for Endor, which is, like, yeah, the Ewoks are all abducted. Sindel's family's all dying. But Sindel's, like, I, at the very end, she goes with Wilford Brimley. Because she's, like, I have to go. I have a life that is, like, mm-hmm. me, my human self. I have to go back to mine. Go, you know, be- go to school and stuff. But, like, Wicket, you need to be with your family, even though You're we're... Sweet best friends i was just like why can't you just stay <laughs> i like yes
1: you're saying that sindal pulled she a could. poochie and had to return to her home planet <laughs> pulled a
4: poochie oh it's awesome she, she couldn't what? stay
0: because she wasn't in return of the jedi right,
2: right. I
0: must... see. so what kenny just did here was he made a reference to a simpsons episode
2: oh Oh, no. I've never even seen Simpsons, and I know what you're talking about. I cannot handle that. It's
0: I don't think
1: anyone has ever gone, oh, oh, no, into
0: a <laughs> Simpsons reference. It's the same planet that Cara Dune went to. <laughs> oh,
4: man. No, she's still in Star Wars. She's just over there.
0: Yeah. She's in. She's down the hallway that, that Mr. Turner and, and Minkus are in.
2: <laughs>
0: oh, my gosh. All right. All
2: right. Yeah. and no and like and so going you know like what is it for spock like he he thought he would actually like not have to do the Ponfar, far right mm-hmm. and it's like he but then that part of him still came up and it's like this tie back to your roots maybe or like to be with the people that are like you and have the same uh values as you but like spock has made it very explicit that he's like i am part of the federation i'm part of starfleet and like even uh what's her name says to him she's like you're like you're like a legend I mean, like you're not like a person it's like you're an idea and so mm. anyway um that it was just uh, in both it felt like this kind of pull toward like what makes you who you are and do you have to stay there or like what does it mean to fight for it
1: <laughs> that's fabulous hold oh up
2: boys hold up boys <laughs> hold up boys <laughs> I think you,
0: you articulated it really well. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'm trying to think if there's anything I can add to
2: that. <laughs> you can be like, Aspen, you are out of your mind. Because
0: <laughs> that's probably like the only shared theme there is between the two things. Because it's not like you know, like Wicket and Sindel had to fight each other so that, that like Wicket could...
4: Wicket and Sindel fighting each other. It's just a humorous image
0: so that oh. like Wicket could you know like you know marry his betrothed <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh no hold it hold it mark hold, hold
2: it. yeah hold mark, it just, so you know by the uh uh the logic of the <clears throat> ewoks show his betrothed is probably like who is it <laughs> i it's don't like know their names nisa, nisa or milani it's oh it's it's probably nisa <laughs>
1: <laughs> except nisa is the daughter
2: uh, of chirpa right sorry yes just so you know we should not be talking about these children <laughs> <being> <laughs> And it, I, is... I, I, I complain about it at length
1: <laughs> aspen talking so much about the uh, we love an aryan boy uh, <laughs> talking about we shouldn't be sexualizing children going to very pro- problematic places today aspen
2: me personally yeah some yeah. good
0: sound
1: bites Mm-hmm. Yeah, i be like Oppenheimer we're... changed her, remember?
2: It. Yeah, that's right. An entire movie of just white men talking for hours.
1: <laughs> it's true. They made 80 million dollars this weekend, I'd love to see it. Uh,
0: well, uh, well, we're, we're just in the Kendom now.
1: The Kendom.
0: Speaking of the Kendom. Uh Land of the the Free and the Men.
1: So good. Um but for for me, the thematic connection between both of these both of these pieces happen to be about the second banana of the narrative being a buttoned down, seemingly unemotional character having to reckon with the fact that they have feelings and the jeopardy that those That's unrestrained <laughs> feelings yes! uh, put other people
2: in. Yes, in grief. And like feeling the thing and like Grief. remembering. Yes. Like, like loss, like suppression of emotions and what could happen. Yes. Both for Ulf well, for Brimley and also Sindel.
1: Yes. 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 Because you all yes, because can adventure.
0: I mean, uh-huh. that, that's what I was going to say, yes. but you said it after I, I didn't say it. So. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Listen, I saw your notes and I was like, <laughs> I got to copy that.
1: (laughs) I'm wondering how Star Trek and Star Wars differ in talking about those themes of unrepressed emotion in both of these properties, because it kills the captain in big quotes in Star Trek. And um, in Star Wars, the unrestrained emotion leads to uh, Noah kind of pushing those friends away, but then, you know they rally together and they're able to overthrow the evil King who wants to get the power. I love that the motivation in the battle for Endor is just, he wants the power, by the, the way, ba- he oh, just need. wants
2: the power. He wants the babe with the power.
4: The, the babe, the babe is, oh, she looked like Morticia Adams, but.
1: Are you talking about Cheryl? Her name's Cheryl, yeah. Cheryl, the, 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 the most Star honey.
0: Wars of names. Sure. Cheryl? Noah's not
4: much.
2: Charles, I mean, Cheryl, Luke, Luke, <laughs> yeah, Biggs, <laughs> Biggs, yes, yeah. There's um, a character
1: just named Wedge,
2: yes. That's
0: what... <laughs> he got that nickname because that's his favorite kind of salad. Oh, boy! I
2: that. I Porkins. that. Porkins, <laughs> yeah. Um, in I think Star Trek. I think Star Trek often, you know, I'm not sure like what it. I think it has the perspective that emotional suppression is not good mm-hmm. like i think just like bottom line it's and i and i i think it is trying to say in this that it will ultimately uh come out and to harm you in some way it gets the captain killed like if we're not like my take on this was wholly that this is what happens when we crush the emotion down so deeply something has to blow and it has to come out uh and I know it's really suggestive. <laughs> and like, there's. Actually, the, one of my favorite moments, like one of my favorite moments at all of Star Trek that we've seen, is the end of the episode when it turns out that Kirk is still alive, <laughs> and it's like he lets it slip, and he looks so excited, and he's like Jim, and then he's like, oh, <laughs> so he obviously like he, I'm he not is, happy. He's actively suppressing emotion, which may mm-hmm. speak
1: to one of your favorite notions of found family. in yes. that even you could even kill your boyfriend. And they will still be around
2: yeah they'll Which there, still love you <laughs>
1: there there is a notion and we're definitely pulling but that's what trek wars is yeah uh we we pull to find what these things are really talking about and there, there is something that is really comforting where even at your literal worst where you are literally killing someone your boyfriends will still stand with you mm-hmm. no matter no matter what and not only that they'll be like we see that you're setting yourself up for failure we'll, will set you up for success yeah which feels to me i i don't know may, may, that feels star warsy to me in terms of connection
2: i agree found family is huge and both of these like it's you know like maybe like to take what i was talking about and like mix it in with this it's like you might have this poll, but, like, this is who you've just, dis- like, these are the people, like, that love and support you. Like, even yep. if, like, you're trying to connect with these parts and these roots of yourself that are connected to, like, another world or another group of people, like, you could literally kill your best friend and they'd still be like, you're valuable just for who you are. Sometimes we make mistakes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry, man. It's all cool. That's cool. I don't mind that you killed me. <laughs> yeah!
2: it's the greatest friend the greatest friend that's like listen it's okay
0: <laughs> that that i think that was one kind of random thing that i had like a weird kind of like bump up against like with the logic of of like Kirk even like doing that i was like so why why is he like offering himself up to fight Spock in this like and they, like they explain it later on but i was like hmm either but like if like, Chekhov hadn't done that. One of you still would have died.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, he didn't know that he had to die. He thought he just had to Dog fight her. him. Yeah, he
1: didn't want to look silly in front of T'Pau.
2: Yeah, he wanted T'Pau to, like, respect him because he was like, oh, no, because this thing. yeah, And, like, maybe and because we keep, yeah.
1: Vulcans are so secretive.
0: Well, so then, doesn't T'Pau now you gotta be there that boy. Yeah. that Kirk is dead?
2: <laughs> right? <laughs> That's <it. laughs> I thought of that, too. I was just like, oh, yeah, she's going to find out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't think, Don't worry about it. Don't. Don't worry about it.
2: Don't.
0: Don't worry. Does about that it. ever come back?
1: Not yet. It could in you No, I'm sure that there's a Star ask. Trek book that's about it. Yeah. Hmm. There's a lot of Star sure. Trek books.
0: Because I was like, oh, that seems like a like a kind of hanging thread there that like, so everyone that was there thinks that Kirk is dead. So if they ever go back there, well, how often Kirk's does Parnfire
1: happen? Once every seven years, so maybe she'll forget in seven
0: years. <laughs> I, mean, I thought dead. dead. This, She's, no, this is this is Kirk's twin brother. I mean, wow. the guy who they looked like <laughs> Spock's
4: twin brother was the guy she chose.
2: Oh, the guy that was Adam Driver,
1: <laughs> Ston
2: <laughs> Adam Driver. Uh, the, <laughs> uh, yeah, Vulcan, Adam.
1: This this is not logical.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh no, yeah. She was she was a good schemer.
0: Spilo Ren. <laughs> Spilo
2: Spilo Ren. Uh,
1: yeah. speaking of ships, Mark.
2: Okay. Are you excited? Are you excited oh. for this? Are
1: you excited for a game that is yeah. uh, last absolutely. time we checked, I think it's trending fourth on Twitter.
2: <laughs> it's absolutely absurd. You,
0: you mean you mean X?
2: X. Oh no. Kill me. Yeah. It's a little game. That we I like to call "I Starship Ship It." <laughs> I Star Ship It. <laughs>
0: you got? You got? You got any music bump for your mind? Yeah. I deleted all the music,
4: unfortunately. Oh, oh no! What?
2: I'm thinking about recording myself singing a little. I mean, different.
4: I got Ewok noises. You, I can play some Ewok noises. Yeah,
2: do it. I Star Ship It. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you still have the, the 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 IG? Yes. Yes. Uh,
2: Yes. Oh boy. Incredible. Okay. So the dumb rules of this lovely game. It's basically we're going for in both properties your favorite like ship or vehicle, because sometimes there isn't a ship, but a starship. And then also your favorite ship, your favorite relationship in each of them. You can also, because there's like four of us, we can just like pick, you know, you don't have to do one for each one of them. Yes. <laughs> So you already you already have a ship, mark. A oh yeah, Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. So for uh, oh, we're just going now.
2: Oh no, you. Yeah. We don't. We have to start with starship. We have to. Okay. We, there are rules, and we have there to are start. Rules. We have to start. There are rules. Um. I know what I like. Mm-hmm. In in Ewoks, uh, I liked uh Noah's ship. Obviously. Here's what I really really liked about Noah's ship. That at first Wicket was like, That's a bush. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's clearly a ship, like covered in vines. And he was abs, he was totally fooled. That little dummy was like, What a big bush.
0: <laughs> this made me think of uh, uh Ethan Suffley and Melrose. He's like he would have been like, ha, you dumb bastard. <laughs> That's not a bush.
1: It's a sailboat. A schooner is a sailboat.
0: A bush is a you know starship, what? you dumb idiot. <laughs> yeah,
2: loved that ship. You, can you know the same... what? There is no life day. <laughs> you can also like the same ship as me. It's just a yes. Wookiee
0: and a Snuggie. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. maybe, maybe bush is the Iwakian word for ship. Your region
1: yeah mm-hmm. wow yeah we're i getting... mean this is the proper podcast to yeah. to
0: reach for it mike that's and that's where the the term bush pilot came from
2: incredible incredible no juicely <laughs> no, <seriously>, no.
0: <laughs> I, I was gonna say my favorite ship would uh like if you need to get somewhere quick would be if you got a piggyback ride right from teak
2: yes good that's good that's a vehicle that's good we did it he's
0: a vessel <laughs> he's
2: a vessel sometimes I, like he
0: got... I need to get to the other side of endor quick
2: he's like <laughs> he would do it too he loves everyone because as i wrote in my notes i i literally i like texted kenny when we started and i said i am unwell watching this stupid little piece I'm, of shit well. but literally by the end i wrote what did i write i can't believe i now love this absolute fucking creep <laughs> he would carry you anywhere that's true
1: (laughs) carry you anywhere uh mike any spaceships uh, starship enterprise excellent
2: a strong choice
1: especially coming from someone who's uh not a trekkie
2: yeah i
4: enjoy the aesthetic of the starship enterprise i get it
2: it's beautiful It's incredible <laughs> oh kenny loves it kenny's obsessed oh, I, with the enterprise
1: i love the enterprise i think yeah. it's extraordinary design yeah uh and i'm going to go with tapau's chair
2: oh my god
1: she gets carried in that's a oh, vehicle
2: right we had to do it for, like, that's right <laughs> i forgot she, she got carried in you're super right she was it was like a, a little thing
1: yeah to T'Pau, to performance oh extraordinary uh, oh, she kept big. saying
2: thou, thee, something? Oh, yes. Great. It was great. <laughs> old old, old talking shit. Old it's English. It's fabulous.
1: It's <laughs> absolutely fabulous.
2: Yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay. Now, now, Mark, you ready for this. Mark? Sorry. Your favorite relationship from either of them.
0: Oh, can I, wait. Well, I'm going to do one. Can I do one from both? Yeah. Right. Uh, Listen, so, I
2: said there are rules, but there are no rules.
0: <laughs> All right, so, so, Cinda and Wicket from Battle of Endor. Okay. And then a a, thru- a thruple of Chekhov, Spock, and Kirk.
1: Chekhov, Spock, and Kirk. What
2: about McCoy? No, nope. it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm no. fine. I'm fine. Other people can ship other things. So it's fine. All right. Nope. Well,
0: we're we're gonna interchange it. So every once in a while, it changes from McCoy to Chekhov.
2: <laughs> when Okoye's busy, yeah. up wants it. Chekhov's like, oh, <laughs> I have to drive the ship.
0: <laughs> Sorry, what was that? <laughs> I
2: have to drive the ship. The <laughs> ship.
0: And, and Kirk's like, yeah, you do. A <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, right. few people don't know. Uh, Enterprise is a stick shift, which makes it much more fun for Kirk and Chekhov.
2: Oh, boy. Jesus Christ. It's a manual. Oh, my
1: That's God. Right. Grind them gears.
2: Mm. Sulu's just
0: like yep. You're gonna have to change the. You're gonna have to change the <laughs> the the directions again. That's
4: um, why Sulu and I forget the other guy's name is my favorite relationship. Check
2: and check out.
4: No, the guy it's who's great. sitting next to him. Yeah, check out. That's check I don't remember. That's, uh... <laughs> That's... That's... I'm playing That's... the Aspen curve Forgot name there.
0: Oh my. <laughs>
3: oh <laughs> wow.
4: They're my favorite relationship.
2: It was very cute. They had real fun rapport. I could see that being a fun summer fling.
0: Doesn't Sulu eventually become a captain too?
1: He does.
2: Spoilers. He does. He does.
0: That's I vaguely remember that from one of the movies.
2: It's a DS Nine episode, right? Oh,
0: it's,
1: it's a Voyager episode.
0: It's a
2: Voyager episode, and
1: also right. Star Trek Six. Okay. Uh, but Asma will get to that in several years.
2: All right. Uh, oh my god! Holy shit! Um. I think I've already done the thruple. I think I've already said the thruple that is Spock, Kirk, and McCoy, so I can't do that one again. It's
1: very powerful, this episode.
2: Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> deeply powerful. That's what mm-hmm. I would say if I hadn't said it before. But you know what? I'm going to ship to... Uh, what's her name? The the to- woman. The other one. The other to one. To Pring? To Pring, to Pring oh. and Adam and Adam Driver. Son. <laughs> uh, you know what? They they were pulling a real, like, some real, like, stinky shit. I loved it. <laughs> you know, like, they were like, I'm willing for someone to literally die so that we could do this thing. And I loved you it.
4: Like, when those couples go to the bar and hit another people, yes, and then come back yes. together, like, that was the game they were playing.
2: Yeah, plan. yeah, they were like, I could tell it was a kink. <laughs> so,
0: like, Spock, you haven't been here for years, it's like. <laughs> We're, we're the, like we're the Josh Hartnett and and Liv Tyler, and you're Ben Affleck.
2: Oh, Kate Beckinsale.
0: <laughs> yeah. or was it? Oh, wait, was it Kate Beckinsale? I, I will tell you because I, I literally thought, wait, just. Was I literally. Or no, that's just,
2: I just said these words today <laughs> because during Oppenheimer, Josh Hartnett is sitting in a room where they talk about Pearl Harbor, and I cracked up. I was like, "You're finally getting your revenge, Josh." <laughs> and then I had to explain what I meant by that. Sure. <laughs> she was just like, and so Kate Bagginsale gets pregnant. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yes. Anyway, oh, I agree. I agree.
0: The Josh Hartnett World War II cinematic universe. <laughs> yes. Yes,
2: yes. Yes. Michael Bay at his finest. Oh my God. I love Pearl Harbor. Great film. Uh, it's speaking not, of. It's I
0: was going to say, make sure that you say that you're talking about. about
2: oh, sorry. The, the, the film Pearl Harbor. I
0: love the place
4: of pearl harbor
2: right I, can... I don't like the event of pearl harbor. there you go <laughs> yeah that's mine
1: uh speaking of loving pearl harbor mike you got any ships with us up?
2: what a segue
0: the uss what a segue. arizona
2: yeah yeah i
4: i mentioned the starship enterprise
1: uh, and then sorry i mentioned uh Sulu Ships. and uh, oh, oh that's really right.
2: in, in <laughs> Sulu aspen,
1: cu- aspen cut that out in the edit it made me sound like a genius oh uh, <laughs>
2: can't too late <laughs> sure
1: i i ship and antique because yeah. clearly Noah
0: antique yes because clearly There's something there he's there his little muffin uh
1: i did know that Wilfred brimley was wearing a wig i i clocked that i was very pleased oh i did it Yes. I, okay. Yeah, great. I My wigdar was there.
2: Oh, that is which was makes. Was mustache a wig? I don't.
1: Cause it, cause did he have mustache back. extensions? In I think he was born with that mustache.
2: Yeah, <laughs> which by the way makes him makes Teak staying and him leaving at the end that much more devastating.
1: But what? Sometimes you love. I know someone. Teak didn't just sprint to the ship at the
2: end. Well, I was like, why can't Teak come? <laughs> I don't understand.
1: No, it's just like it's a very small ship. It was a huge ship. That's a, a small ship.
2: He's like, there is Wait so up. much space. He's like, Do dudes, small,
0: too small. It's came a very out the small same, ship. same year as this too, apparently. What was Cocoon? And this came out the same year.
2: Which one's better? This one, great. <laughs> great.
0: Next topic. Great. <laughs> I no, it's over. clear
1: that Teak loves Noah exactly for who he is. Yeah, is willing to go the extra mile because it's unconditional love. Mm hmm. Uh and he recognizes I, I think Teak is also not afraid to call Noah and his shenanigans. Yeah. Well Noah, what's he gonna do? He can't catch him. <laughs> You're not
2: wrong. Yeah, that's fair. That's what all healthy relationships are built on.
0: <laughs> well, as I said, that relationship is, is pretty toxic.
2: It is. It is <laughs> Yeah. Those are two separate opinions. <laughs> we got what but you know what? We can ship whatever we want. We can ship toxic Ooh. relationships. <laughs> as long as we're not replicating them it's fine it's fine we're fine
0: (laughs) kenny uh teak and and uh what's it noah Mm
1: -hmm. yes we're terrible with names
0: are the the jane and beard of of ewok's battle friends i did
1: i did really i did write down that noah supplying some real roy kent vibes he was being like nope no I
4: believe when my I, first comment to Mark was what's with all the angry diabetes acting
0: from Wilford Brimley?
2: Yeah. And why was he on a horse?
0: <laughs> makes me think of that, that family guy clip where he's like, who did I hit? I've just been told my wife's been dead for five years. Who the hell did I hit? <laughs> oh my God.
3: What? It's um, this commercial
4: with Wilford Brimley talking about diabetes and he's <laughs> like, I went out and got a pint of ice cream, came home and beat my wife. And then he's like, I just was told my wife's been dead for five years.
3: Who did I hit?
2: (laughs) Okay. Mm. This makes more sense. Thank you for the context. (laughs) Okay. 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 Thank you so much for that. Thank you so much. This means a lot to me. This is friendship. This is friendship. The battle, (laughs) the amok time, it was friendship all along.
1: But can friendships be maintained as we do get to the central conceit of the Trek Wars podcast, which is better, Star Trek or Star Wars? uh as we finally rule once and for all which is better this week amok time from star trek the original series or ewoks yeah. The battle for endor hold the maneuver boys we do rank both of these episodes on a scale of one to ten one being the worst and ten being the best actually we go down to zero if if you so feel yeah. as well uh and a reminder that the rankings are completely arbitrary uh they are <laughs> numbers but of course art is binary things are either good or bad
2: so it is, matters more than anything in the entire world. And also it fucking matters very little. Yeah. <laughs> I sit here and I lose my mind. I'm like, wow, a six or a seven. This is so important. And then Kenny will just be like two. And I'll be like, why? And I'll be like, I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that's a great starting off point. Aspen, uh, what did you oh, think no. of amok time? Seven, seven.
2: Mm-hmm. Why seven? I think it's a solid episode. I think it's obviously a very iconic episode. I'm going to pull a little bit of a Kenny and be like, you dropped some points because I found myself very frustrated with you and your misogyny, <laughs> but it was a very good episode. I'm I'm turning over a new leaf. I That's try, high. I try to rank things lower than typical, which seven is still so high.
1: <laughs> it's a, it's extremely high.
2: I'm trying so hard. <laughs> You're
1: exercising spite rankings. And I approve it. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mike, speaking of misogyny and not being for it, Mike, what do you rank them up? I'll give time? a muck time a seven as well.
3: Ooh.
1: I enjoyed
4: it. It was a That's... solid episode. Told this completed the story that it needed to tell. It was uh, entertaining. The uh, stunt work was god awful, but sure. overall, and like all the references I know
1: that came from that particular episode, it, mm-hmm. it held up. So, do you completed. find yourself being inspired to watch more Star Trek by watching this episode? I was inspired to watch
4: more Star Trek, like I said, from that comedy movie knowing that they had a Star Trek like, comedy-esque movie I was like oh I need, probably need to check this out if they can do that. Uh,
1: right. Galaxi- so. I'm assuming you're talking about Galaxy Quest which we will be covering. No I'm not talking about Ga- I'm talking about the Leonard Nimoy
4: fourth Star oh, Trek yes, Oh yes yes
1: yes 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 yes.
4: Agreed. I've seen Galaxy Quest. It ruined uh, our lives because of was uh, Justin Long so it introduced us to Justin Long. Oh
2: Justin.
1: Well uh, I'm sure we'll dig into that on a much later episode.
2: <laughs> Might I suggest Barbarian? <laughs> for no good reason at all <laughs> speaking of barbarian
1: uh mark what do you rank muck time
0: uh, quick fun fact about galaxy quest the ship in that is uh designed to, to to look like a toilet seat cover like the you know like the protective like uh, yeah. paper sheet thing that you put on a toilet seat that's what the, the Galaxy Quest. yeah that's what the galaxy quest ship <laughs> is designed to look like
1: it is called the nsea protector
2: it's a real good poll. Well, and well it's
0: the NTE, not the enterprise. Cute. But yeah, uh, I think I would also give a Muck Time a seven as well. Uh, when, yeah, when you guys said seven, I was like, oh, that's the number I was also thinking of.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: nice. Uh, but yeah, for for the same reasons, I because of it being a classic episode that I've kind of had known about through like pop culture like you know um just kind of melting into my brain knowing about it before ever actually having watched it um and it held up from that and i thought like outside and then again like what aspen said kind of taking some points away because of the kind of era specific kind of (laughs) misogyny stuff with it in an episode that was kind of weird um which wh- I don't know if it was actively supposed to be part of only that episode and like related to like how Spock's planet kind of runs, or if, if that's like a thing that kind of runs through the rest of the series since I've only seen like this episode for the original series. um, But yeah,
1: it's, it's kind of on an episode by episode basis.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh,
1: yeah. And it, there was the moment in the enemy with it where, uh, Spock was victim blaming Rand. It's true. And that was bad.
2: But then, yeah, in the same well, Spock episode, seems to be of it. <laughs> well, he's trying to be logical. Um, uh, he's like logically, we don't the women. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, but then in the same episode, she was like being like cared for and treated well, and like like so, it's like a complex sort of whatever a
1: tapestry. It's almost like Star Trek and its progressive values are uh, at a contradiction of itself by being uh, extremely progressive for the time and at the same time extraordinarily regressive and participating in toxic roles uh, that are oppressing people. Sorry, what? Ewoks, the Battle for Endor. Wait, you didn't rank it. <laughs> you did. didn't rank. Well, what's your rank? Oh, eight. I give it an eight. I think this episode rips. I love it. I love it. I love the going to Vulcan. I love Bonfar. Love mm-hmm. whenever they participate in Kanut Caliphie. Love the Lirpa. I love T'Pau. I love McCoy going in a pig's eye. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I do love the friendship. Ah, oh, cool. Okay, it's Battle bad. for
1: Endor. Uh, Ewoks, Battle for Endor. Uh, Mike, we'll start with you this time.
4: Uh since binary is ones and zeros, I'll stick to one. Ooh. Wow. I, I'll give it a one just because
1: just because. I love it. Oh my God. I love to see it. Okay. I love it. And that does not sound like a spite ranking like what I would do. That sounds like a, <laughs> a genuine, spite genuine would have been distance. zero
4: for me, but
1: although I'll, I'll I will give it a one. Oh yeah, I pulled a I pulled a genuine one for holiday special. Like uh, I said
2: two, which why?
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: I should have said one. That's fine.
1: Uh Mark, what would you rank Ewoks the Battle for Endor?
0: Thinking of it in the context of other Star Wars movies and like where I kind of rank them. And knowing that I like some stuff less than this and many <laughs> things more than this. Uh
1: what do you like? What do you like less than this? It- Man, what do you like less
4: than this? Uh, <laughs> he's got the list. He's pulling.
2: <laughs> yeah, is it a letterbox thing? Yeah, go to a letterbox. It is a letterbox thing. Is it a? Is this a letterbox? Ask when you gotta get onto letterbox. Oh.
0: Wow. so uh, I guess I liked one one thing less than this, <laughs> and it, it was. <laughs> was the it the o- holiday special? Yes, it was the holiday <laughs>
1: special. <laughs> holiday special was very bad.
0: Yeah, so, so like, like the bottom four things are the so my my, so out of the 15 things i have listed on there number 12 is the the clone wars movie (laughs) that's that's effectively hard which that's weird too because that's effectively kind of like the series premiere of the show in a way um and then after that the uh the ewok adventure aka caravan of courage then ewoks the battle for endor Wow, than, than holiday special.
2: Wow. <laughs> okay, that's fine. People have opinions. That's fine.
0: Uh, and then so, so yeah, so the number would be uh, three, three, and also I'll like if it. you like comedic uh, Star Trek, I've been told Lower Decks is very good. And very, Lower uh, Decks is very good.
2: Oh my god, it's so good.
4: I just think comedic sci-fi is underutilized. So anything
2: no. fantastic, Space absolutely. Yeah. It's great.
4: Sci-fi oh. insists upon itself too much. It just.
0: There, there's an episode Absolutely. for you. If you guys said you were going to do Galaxy Quest, it would be do, like Star Wars versus Star Trek, do Spaceballs Spaceball versus Space. Galaxy Quest.
2: Love that. Don't you I think that. I
1: have? We haven't already thought of that, Mark. I haven't. <laughs> we have sc- oh,
2: I haven't thought of it. <laughs> I had not.
1: Uh, speaking of thinking of it, Aspen.
2: I think he, I should go last.
1: <laughs> OK, excellent.
0: Uh, she definitely liked it more than the rest of us. <laughs>
2: like, really, I think for Shape of Show, I should go last.
0: Yep.
1: I approve. I am going to give it, yeah, I'm going to give it a five because I do think that this started off pretty darn strong, really darn strong, actually, especially in comparison to Caravan of Courage, which is a sleepy watch and a very difficult watch uh, getting into it compared to this one, which starts off pretty darn strong. And I was with it for a while and then I feel like it slowed down more and more and i found myself getting more and more uninterested to the point where i was like this is this is just kind of okay uh, and that's why i give it a five remarkable aspen give what do you some, rank
2: let me see because i've got i've got a thing in mind i want to see what i gave caravan of courage you gave caravan
1: <laughs> of courage a six
2: i'm gonna give this a seven
1: yes you love to see it
2: I should have given Caravan of Courage less I know that I over thing, I over hype things but I fucking love this movie <laughs> I was never bored I Excellent. genuinely liked it the whole time I loved Grumpy Man, Noah I loved these little babies loving each other I loved I mean, as friends <laughs> I, loved, I loved it it made me cry <laughs> I thought it was great Seven
1: (laughs) Seven Which means now tallying our rankings together I
0: was told there'd uh, be no uh, math (laughs) (laughs)
2: It's always a lie
1: Unfortunately there's a little bit of math uh, I hate to say (laughs) it But according to the numbers According to the cold hard data Fourteen We have Amok time at a robust 7.25 this week Versus Ewoks the Battle for Endor With a ranking of four Between the four of us Which means Still too high that star trek according to the numbers is better this week
2: fine i can't believe we brought on people from a star wars podcast <laughs> star
1: trek
0: one
2: and star trek one i'm just like listen sometimes you just well, gotta like like the numbers you just gotta like squish it <laughs> to get what you want
0: to be fair it's like a, a classic star trek episode okay well
2: it's a classic star wars movie <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's a classic Star Wars movie that, is, uh, correct me I'd if I'm wrong. It
0: more
4: of a typical Star Wars movie lately.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, and that's been one of the interesting things about going through Ewoks and Droids and the Ewoks movies because it's felt like such an invisible part of the Star Star Wars canon so long. And to just kind of recontextualize what these things are because this is, I mean, this is Star Wars. This is part of Star Wars that no one really talks about. And it's really interesting to see the values that have been holding, not just through the movies, but through Ewoks and droids in these movies and see those themes that Lucas started off with be carried through here. Yes. Yes. Lovely. So, speaking of holding through, uh, Mike and Mark, uh, tell us a little bit about the Holdo maneuver for folks that are listening to Track Wars.
0: Well, it's a podcast. see, General Holdo <laughs> is played by Laura Dern in the mm-hmm. film Hi. from 2017 Directed by Ryan Johnson, called *The Last Jedi*, and in an inset film, she to help the rest of the Resistance get away, she executes a maneuver that would henceforth be known. Mark, as, I'm gonna,
1: I'm just, I'm gonna stop you, right before you finish. I see what you're what doing.
0: Said, that's what she said. Get out. Uh,
2: <laughs> where, where can? Uh, what? <laughs> he's, gone. he's I was going to do l- it
0: myself and then I was sure. gone
2: <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a little bit about the
1: Hold the Maneuver podcast and where folks can find it uh,
0: The Hold the Maneuver podcast Mike and I host it uh, You sense. can find it Generally uh, We have a link tree for it uh, That is, hold on, let me look it up really quick
4: You can find it on YouTube and anywhere you know, podcasts can be heard
0: It's at, at Holdopod for most of those things uh
4: we just look at his handle underneath his yeah
0: linktree sl- forward slash holdup pod is the links for all the things but yeah it's also here in the video if you're watching a video of this uh and we talk about all the things in Star Wars Star Wars adjacent uh we did a like a Ted Lasso uh did. shared themes of Ted Lasso and Star Wars episode recently. Nine thousand people yeah 9 million people um <laughs> that one was fun Uh, we're, we're gonna do one coming up soon where we're talking to, uh, uh, I don't want to mispronounce his first name, but he did the, uh, he did like a, (laughs) (laughs) he did did a a fan cut of the, um, what's his name? What's his first name? (laughs) I don't, I don't, well, I don't want to mispronounce it. Is it Kenny? Kai, uh, Kai. He did a a fan cut of the kenobi disney plus series into like a a film um so we're gonna talk to him about his edited cut of that for our our next episode of hold that is very cool and then ahsoka's coming up in august so we'll be talking about that you guys are definitely invited Back for that, if you'd like to, because we know how much Aspen loves. Because so, she joined us to talk about the the trailer one, which is
4: premiere. one of our highest rated episodes.
0: Yeah, that's... Aspen.
2: Oh my god!
0: You guys are in. Actually, in our <laughs> so out of our top five episodes. Sorry, I don't want. I'm not meaning for this to go like off the. <laughs> but out of the the like the top like five episodes we have in the top five, the let's see here we go the most popular ones are so well the top one is the, like the opening to the ted last episode uh, just by itself but then after that the second one is the ahsoka star wars celebration trailer reaction episode and then just a few beneath that is the ted lasso strikes back episode because you know and the number three one is the lego star wars summer vacation review because you know <laughs> everyone loves lego star wars summer vacation so yeah, I mean, you guys weren't on that one, but people love Lego and Star Wars, so that's why that one's so high.
2: Lego and Star Wars. Also, I will tell you, I watched the the newest Ahsoka trailer, and I literally yelped when Thrawn appeared on screen. I like, I went, ah! so my cat was like, "What? What?" It's like, sorry, it's just Thrawn. Scary, jump scare.
1: If listeners out there are yelping for more Trek Wars content. Uh, why don't you head over to our social handles, Instagram.com, uh, at Trek Wars Pond. Uh, I'm just not running the Twitter anymore because it, it's, it's, X. it's, it's because, is X's it really give it to you?
2: It's, I think they literally, he is like about to change it unless something awful happens I, or not awful. Something or, great happens.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Strike that reverse. Yeah. it.
2: Yeah. Why? Sorry. Unless like people.
1: Because he's a dumb idiot. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Why yeah, so Why are it, they gonna
4: fight for whatever reason? Because. Uh
1: so <laughs> they hit us up over on Instagram. Pond Additionally, Fars if you don't do Ebon social Ebon. media, uh send us an email, TrekWarspod, at gmail.com. And also uh if you haven't done so please leave us a review head over to trekwarspod.com click on the reviews tab and go to the podcatcher of your choice leave us a review no matter what although preferably we'd love a five-star review and finally if you can't get enough of these dulcet tones baby getting piped into your ear holes go over to patreon.com slash trekwarspod where you can listen to expanded versions of these episodes as well as early drops of these episodes uh and you can join the Esteemed auspices of folks like Emily Bryce Love. thank you so much for your patronage. Timbo De Sousa, Heidi Rogers, uh, Kevin Miller, uh, and I believe the only one that I'm leaving off is Jolty Partner. Thank you so much for your patronage. Again, <laughs> patreoncom slash Pod for expanded episodes and early drops. Uh, am am we missing
2: anything? Thou be thou not. <laughs>
1: up <laughs> boys, thank you so much for joining us well, on this episode. Uh, it's fabulous to start off a brand new season of Star Trek with two gentlemen that scream Star Trek. Behold <laughs> of the new boys.
0: Yeah, I can... may the force be with
1: you. May the force be with you. Uh, I love you both. Do it with this hand, though. That's yeah, uh, Mark, I love you so so much. Uh, I I love you so much, uh, Mike. Yeah, I'm going to say I love you, too. (laughs) It's it's fair. And Aspen, I love you so much. I love talking with you uh, so much. And I I love love you. you. (laughs) I love you. And we love you, listeners. Thanks for listening.
0: So much love. Bye. I love you.